Happy New Year to all the queens and the scrotes and the low-value males and the negative-value males and I guess the high-value males. If such a thing exists, uh, I I guess the... I don't believe that it does, uh, but welcome to an all-new year of... Low value, I don't know, streaming, female dating strategy podcast. Uh, we're starting off on a bad note, by the way. Tragedy. I don't know about tragedy, but I was at the gym before I came here. Working on the old hammies. Leg day, never skip leg day, as they say. And I heard a pop in my hamstring, which is telling you not what you want to hear you want to hear pops in the joints you do not want to hear pops in muscles uh so i'm a bit bit slow i thought i was actually gonna be mad late for this because it's one of those things you know when you get hurt and then you're just like oh man it takes me so much longer to just walk places now you just you don't even think of the little things so i don't know if this is payback from the queens i don't know if the queens have been making effigies of me and uh, those dolls where you put the pins in them. Hamstring. Hamstring would be a weird spot for said pin. Um, but that's what we're fucking with. But if you join me on the Christmas Day special, I'm sorry that it's on a Monday, by the way. This is not the normal time. But Sunday, it was yesterday. I just was not up to doing a female dating strategy on New Year's Day. But we'll be back. Next Sunday with our regularly scheduled uh, programming other than like, you know, good football days. We'll work around that. But you know what I mean. But anyways, uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back. Smash that like button. As always, I'm going to give away a uh, a channel membership at 100, 100 likes. Um, someone said no rumble. It should be on rumble. I don't see why it's not on rumble. Uh, it should be streaming. We should be streaming on rumble right now. Um Yep, there's people watching. Uh, no, it says it says live stream begins January second at seven p.m. Oh, I fucking fucked up. Whoops. Damn it! I didn't enter the stream key. All right. Well, nope. We're not on Rumble. I apologize. I screwed that up. I am pretty sure that I cannot undo that. So we're not on Rumble today. I don't know what I was thinking. Normally, I always enter that. I, I even made the I even made the thing on Rumble. And, and then I fucked it up. So uh, I'm sorry about that. I try and I try and always post on Rumble, but uh, that was my mistake. The queens are getting the best of me. I'm not going to lie. The queens are really getting the best of me. I got a what I believe to be a partially torn hamstring, which I'm hoping is not serious, just mild. Uh, what's up, David Brantley? Welcome to the founding members. Appreciate you, sir. 2023 is going to be a big year for the low value peeps. We might. We might wind up the year as just scrotes we'll see we will see um but anyways we'll be back next week uh with rumble because i fucked that up um and i'm gonna actually start trying to stream in potentially 4k we'll see that um but all right without further ado let's get down to it i appreciate you all very much smash those likes buttons likes buttons if you are a listener of the podcast because i think a lot of people actually just listen on spotify and as you know uh if you are a spotify listener you get this week this episode 
a week later than uh, you would if you were a patron. So consider joining the Patreon, patreon.com slash low value mail. I'm trying to get to 500 subscribers. Um, my goal for the year is actually get to 1,000, but I'm trying to get to 500 so that I can start doing an extra episode of low value mail. But you get advanced episodes, audio of the bathhouse, this show, Female Dating Strategy, and you just help support uh, support the dogs if you will. But anyways, uh, hit that like button and let's get started. Our episodes for tonight, we, we made up a decent amount of ground on Christmas. I thought we only got to episode 51, but I guess I was drunk and high by the end of it because it seems like we've got to episode 54. I did skip one episode accidentally, I guess just in the in the whatever, whatever was going on with me that day. I, I missed one. Um, we can decide if we ever want to catch up on it. It was the, I can't even remember what the title was called. It wasn't like that great of an episode, so probably no need to, but who knows? Maybe we'll revisit it at some point. Uh, but it was like episode 48 or some shit. Um, I don't know. But anyways, this one seems a lot better. This episode is titled, Can Men and Women Be Friends? I would love to be friends with these ladies. Shout out to Lilith. Hope, hoping for a speedy recovery from your medical misogyny. Um, can men and women be friends? Can they? Depends what kind of friends. Depends on the level of closeness. Can men and women, can two, can a married man and a married woman who are married to other people hang out one-on-one as friends? Can't imagine the spouses would be too pumped about that. Um, I, my thing is probably no, no. It's my favorite thing is women who think women is they're like, oh, we could be friends with dudes. You're like, guys, don't like I don't know if women need to be told this. And I think I have a feeling the queens might say the same thing as me because sometimes the queens are super pissed. Men don't want to be your friends, ladies. Uh, if you think a guy wants to be your friend. He very likely does not. And uh, just expect for him to make a move at some point. And then in your mind, you're like, well, we'll never be friends. And then he'll make the move. You'll shut him down. And then you'll kind of just hear from him less and less until you don't hear from him at all. Uh, and that's that's how it is. Uh, there's no call-in. The call-in for female dating strategy. Someone asked that in the chat. That was a one-time deal. That was a Christmas Day marathon only. This is not a call-in show. We're trying to make up ground here because someone today was like, you need to bring on more guests. I like the idea of guests. Guests will come on. Um we will have some guests, but we're, we lose ground. Like when I have a guest, I can only do one episode a week. So I'm like, I don't make up anything. So uh, f- there's not going to be guests, uh, but there'll be some guests, but not a re- regular thing. Occasional little treat, if you will. Okay. I'm rambling. Uh, let's get down to it. Episode 50. Can you believe this? 55. We've we've made we've done fifty four episodes, all you queens and kings, but all mostly queens. Uh, fifty five episode fifty five, the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. Can men and women be friends? Let's go. We have the Lurker Mode tier on our Patreon. If you want merchandise, access to the private FDS Patreon Discord, no. which also includes a monthly book club with FDS and feminist. Very first question we got on our. Hold on, let me just As on the internet, I'm Rope. I'm Savannah. And I'm Lilith. So What's today's up, episode queens? was inspired by a question we got, the very first question we got on our Scroat Strike Back tier from one of our male Patreon subscribers. So we recently launched the Scroat Strike Back tier and it was designed... By the way, imagine what level of unironic bitch you must be 
to be a dude supporting the the female dating strategy Patreon. Like you're not even in there to, you know, get info. You're just like, hey, need help from the queens. Need help from three chronically single ladies, except for Lilith. Lilith got someone, so I, I take that back. But uh, to give men the opportunity to ask us dating questions or debate questions or debate questions and. To my great disappointment, it's been mostly really nice, tame questions, as well as like a lot of men who just want to support FDS just to support us. And I'm a little Why? bit grossed out because I really, Simp. really wanted to fight. The girl had her gloves on. She's like, ding, ding, ding. Round one. <laughs> no opponent so far. Bruh, I thought I was going to be like answering troll questions every week and like roasting the shit out of them. But so far, everyone's been really nice and supportive. And like one guy, one guy was like, I don't know if I was supposed to, but I think I might have gotten access to the discord. Uh, and I just wanted to check. What a bitch! If that was okay. And I'm like, man. Um, excuse me, Milton. Um, excuse me. I believe I got access to the Discord, but I don't know if I have Discord uh, access. So. And <laughs> y'all, y'all are inbox asking us permission for shit. That's actually really nice. Yeah, I like that. It's wholesome. It's really sweet. And we have quite a few male um, patrons. Um, can I get permission with you uh, for please step on my balls? Subscribers on the lurker mode as well. So I appreciate all of you guys. I'm, I'm just teasing you, but I did think that we would get a lot more contrarian, combative energy here. So so I could have my opportunity to flex my roast skill. So clap back queen if you're a man and you don't like the things that we say and you want to like clap back and debate us i'm still open to that but clap we're gonna back. answer this question from david i mean i give an open invite for any of the queens to come on uh any of my shows and debate me who sent us in a question about being friends with a woman he's attracted to so i don't know who wants to read this one i can read it so is it possible for by the way new em emoji or whatever for the uh someone asked we need a hen emoji which i thought was a good one clucking hens for these lasses right here so we got a hen emoji for all our uh YouTube uh, members. A man and a woman to be friends, if very unlikely. I met this woman and was attracted to her, but I learned... We're on one and a quarter speed right now. If some, I don't know, different episodes, they talk faster. So if we seem like 1.5 speeds necessary, we will go... I learned that she it. was not single and decided that I was fine with that. I'm aware that I am my own enemy in trying to be actual just friends with her. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. Um, and have watched, monitored my reasons and expectations while friendship has developed. She's recently become single, and while I know and understand and don't expect and don't need this to be anything more than a friendship, I would like to ask her, after enough time, that I believe I wouldn't be preying on some scurdy sense of vulnerability, if she would like to explore a relationship with me. Again, you don't want to be, you're just lying. You I would like to be friends, but no, you don't want, you're, you literally said it in the question. You're like, oh, I'd like to be friends, but also, once a time is appropriate, I'd like to get in there. No, you're playing the long game, man. You're not trying to be friends with her. Once she shuts the door on that, like once she gets a husband, imagine you're still friends with her. And then she goes, okay, well, but no, nothing romantic, not interested that way. And then she gets a husband or like, you know, a serious boyfriend or whatever. Like, what, you think you're going to stick around, still be friends? Loser. Can I hear right your here. thoughts on whether this would always be a scrote move? I would appreciate the opportunity to clarify this word spaghetti if I haven't managed to express myself clearly. Uh, so he has some links to some Reddit posts where a lot of women are complaining about men saying they're their friends but like secretly it's just a ploy to get them to have sex with them yes that's what it always is and women in general not enjoying being sexualized by men they consider to be friends or have presented themselves they're not your friends they're liars they're not your friends you think they're your friends they're not his friends so we're going to dissect that conflict i don't know what's the best word to describe this quagmire this um yeah it's a nuance and, a, and like a it's a nuanced discussion i think yeah yeah about like male and female friendships and i mean obviously a lot of relationships do start from friendships and uh, yeah. sometimes that's welcomed and sometimes it's not and so i think that the question is is how i mean that's fine a relationship can start as a as a friendship i don't see anything wrong with that but again if you, when the guy shoots a shot and it doesn't work out that's you know 
you're kind of done with the friendship. Is it appropriate to go about it? And what are the appropriate boundaries in place? First of all, yeah, I do think that some of the best relationships actually can start out as friends. It depends on how you go about, you know, depends on your delivery, your execution. Obviously, if they're the sort to, you know, wait until you're like drunk and like alone or something like that or in a vulnerable situation or like emotionally vulnerable, something like that, I consider that predatory. But I I personally don't think there's anything wrong with a man shooting his shot as long as he, you know, a man that you're friends with, you know, shooting his shot. I, I would rather a man just like ask me on a date and then I can either say yes or no rather than like him kind of waiting in the wings, you know, waiting for me to be vulnerable, you know, that kind of thing, right? So it's, I'd say it's better to be upfront. And if she says no, just accept that answer, be mature about it. You know, whether she wants to be friends or not after that is, is her decision. So this is shit advice because again, I got, well, it's not shit advice. It's, it almost is the fact, just like, yeah, go for it. But again, you have to realize like that friendship is basically done. You know, if you're concerned, oh, can it ruin the relationship? Yeah, it might. So just be aware of that risk going into it. I'd also add as well, it's important for... Um, in response, I guess, in a part response to the question, in in order to read the room as well. I've always said that women, we often give off cues if we're into somebody in that way. If she's shown absolutely no interest and you've been friends for years, I think it's unlikely that it's it's going to be a welcome thing. You have to read the room as well. Like if she's expressed absolutely no interest in dating you, then yeah. Yeah, there's two missing pieces here. One of them is how they met, right? Were they work friends? Was it like more of a casual friend of a friend thing that they met because it, you know obviously if they met up a dating app or something and then she doesn't pursue their well, relationship yeah. if yeah. you're friends starting to sound like jeff foxworthy here if you're friends look if you met a girl on a fucking dating app and you're friends with her you are maybe chump of the decade maybe chump of the decade uh it that is sad that shit is fucking sad and you know what maybe i'm a little fired up right now because the fucking hens and the queens cursed my hamstring, and it's very sore right now. But I don't know. You're out of luck, buddy. Right? Like she's keeping you around as a friend. If it's uh, if you've been around each other in more of a professional capacity, and it's never really crossed the line, then I think it's probably okay to shoot your shot. Obviously, as long. No, don't. You haven't followed the Me Too thing. Do not shoot your shot with people you work with. Go find other people who you don't work with okay at least if you're a guy because there's real risks if you're a dude you're not crossing the ethical boundaries between whatever if you have any type of employment situation etc but more than likely if you're still hanging around women tend to assume i would say maybe i don't know if i should say this but i think women tend to assume you're into them on some level if you keep contacting them and you're not like you know you don't have a specific reason to be contacting her yeah good assumption right so for example like are you both into the same things like if it's like, oh, we go see, um, we're both in a Spider-Man or something. So then you have something to talk about. If it's just more like you keep both of the same hobby or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Same hobby. Like if you're meeting her, like you have the same hobby and you're hanging out, then you have a reason to hang out. If you're a guy that just like keeps touching base with this woman every once in a while, it probably is going to come across to most women that like, oh, he's just fishing to see if we can date. I think some more context would yeah. be appropriate here as far as like how you know her and what venue you know her. And yeah, the context of your relationship as well. That's also important. Yeah. So like for me personally, my boyfriend, we met at work and at the time, like he was going through a divorce and I was in a relationship. And so Ooh. that was like the situation three years ago. And so that's why we didn't, we were just like friends and didn't pursue anything until we both were single at the same time. And actually, even though we, we were both single for a while, I still made him wait like another year and a half after that. <laughs> um, but it's like the situation. It depends. Lilith wanted a year and a half of just getting plowed by random dudes. Huh? I, I could appreciate it. Come on, get those likes up. 100 likes giveaway a channel member. Yeah, it depends on like also the reason why why hasn't it become more than a friendship? You know, why were you why were you friends? Was it because of the circumstances? You know, like um so okay. At the time we did have a bit of a flirtationship, to be honest. Like so there was like sexual tension or like, you know, even other people 
there there was one person who straight up said like that they're shipping us and i was like i'm in a relationship and like this is work i don't date coworkers kind of thing and was like no way never in a million years at the time and so like if sometimes the circumstances can change though so again like if you've how do i say this like if there's no sexual tension if there's no chemistry if like you don't vibe super well with each other like i'd probably say maybe not shoot your shot you know yeah like read the room basically yeah guys don't think about that though like guys are like just again they're not like oh i wonder if she finds me attractive they're just their dick goes yeah like that let's try to do that and then they go for it they're not thinking of this out like that like read the room yeah like kind of like savannah said like get a sense if she likes you that way if she if you're not getting that vibe like maybe maybe don't but it's up to you to weigh the the risks and rewards, basically. Because that's like one of the most annoying things about dealing with men. They just think if you so oh, I hate men much as smile in their direction or send them a nice word that you want to fuck them, and it's really annoying and disconcerting when that's just not the case. Women, even though FDS women, we don't like to do the pursuing because we shouldn't. You know, women also give off tells like unconscious like body language is also a thing that you can read if somebody is into you or if they want to talk to you or if they want to be around you. That's it's also possible to read. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but if you study about all these tells and all this body language unconscious things you're a fucking creep so figure it out the honorable way the, the biggest thing is not to push so the idea is like invite invite her to want to pursue a relationship with her but don't be that like pushy weirdo yeah i think that's the that's a huge difference in how you approach the situation that's going to determine well it might not be the- unless she wants you to be the pushy weirdo because that's what she finds romantic but you'll never know until you're in, the, in a relationship or in jail be the singular factor but it's going to be the determine whether or not you come across like a disgusting scrote that we're going to roast on fts <laughs> and if you're a guy who <laughs> has interest in a woman and just wants to let her know that like you'd like to pursue something romantic further because there's nothing i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i don't think there's even wrong with like keeping in touch with someone you maybe hit it off with and if the timing isn't right like respectful courtship is acceptable yeah but don't you know don't be a creep like i don't know what else to say yeah. this you know and don't be offended if she says no or is like weirded out or whatever i mean i have a joke about it but literally like if you're not a good looking guy and then you go talk to a hot chick that's just they think that's creepy because that's another thing as well when you know when you think a guy's your friend he asks you out and you say no and he just goes completely nuclear and then just turns into a demon scrot. that's another thing as well it's very important to handle rejection with maturity and if she says no don't be a dick you know don't be whiny don't try to emotionally manipulate don't like even just like i mean that's the biggest bitch move on earth if that's your friend like it's uh, somewhere you're actually actually like oh that's my friend and then you ask her out and then you're like like a huffy kind of like like okay like stuff like that like so you always go for the always date the assholes not me yeah bad boys you know and at that point too i would just bow out gracefully because if your feelings are like hurt to the point where you can't be friends with her anymore that's that's it's better for you to not be friends with her than to try to like do this pseudo friendship i'm gonna yeah. say something that is you know because a lot of women often say you know after i turned my friend down he didn't want to be friends with me anymore because yeah, he never wanted to be friends with you that's what you don't understand he was never interested in that he was playing the long game I actually think it's perfectly valid if he's been turned down and he can't you know manage that or he needs to process that i think it's fair if he doesn't want to continue the friendship anymore i know it doesn't- why the fuck would you want to continue doesn't make the woman feel great because it's like well you were only around me for one thing but it's yes better he does that than for you to you know than for him to be bitter or for there to be resentment or because that's just going to be a bigger headache than if he just goes his own way yeah like just rip the band-aid off yeah don't let it fester because like if 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 in a in a different alternate universe i asked the guy out and he said no i probably wouldn't want to be his friend either i would just go away <laughs> to be honest yeah so be aware going into it that the risk of ruining the friendship is real 
that that could happen and then again it's up to you to decide if you're willing to take that risk if you're willing to take the risk and to be fair i've actually because i remember i was really into a guy he was into me and it was sort of like an awkward i like you you like me where do we go but i chose not to pursue a relationship because i knew that it would have an end date and i valued the friendship more so you have to make that choice yeah be aware that like and are you still friends i would love that follow-up if your life circumstances like one of you is about to move yeah that was it yeah so be aware that if you're yeah so one of them about to move so are you still friends no it's like what what does he comment on a post of yours every six months if you are in a situation where you know one of your life situations might change don't like try to do a last minute i object you know there's a scene in movies where like one's about to get this ain't the movies yeah Yeah. (laughs) this ain't the movies this isn't the movies like don't wait for like a romantic last minute gesture where you show up at her wedding and being like i object running beside the train (laughs) (laughs) like running beside the train that's going off like i love you Chasing the car. Chasing the car in the rain. (laughs) Everyone's going to think you're insane. (laughs) Yeah, don't show up at the airport running down the tarmac. She's about to fly off to another city, you know? So, okay. So the other thing, too, is maybe check the temperature of where she's at emotionally. Because this last line that he he put forth was... How do you check her emotional temperature? Would I be preying on her in some scrody sense of vulnerability? Like, if she's she's emotional... Is she an emotional wreck after the end of this relationship? And the question to me is, like... For your sake, too, if you're actually really interested in her, you don't necessarily want to be the rebound. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, not terrible advice. Like, if she's all fucked up and, like, like again, some guys are trying to get in there because they just want to, you know, smash and move on, and that's fine. Uh, but if you're actually, like, into a chick, you probably don't want to get in there right away. You want a couple guys to get in there, smash, deal with all her baggage, and then move in there. Shout out to Nigel Smith. Uh, Danny, good news. The Jambos still own Edinburgh. Not Edinburgh, not Edinburgh. I have no idea what that means. Not and what? Recover. Because generally, the guys who like that situation, Scotland, are the guys who are just for the sex. Don't be the pussy scavenger. Yeah. Oh God. Don't be a (laughs) pussy scavenger. Guys, be a pussy scavenger. Absolutely, there is no shame in being a pussy scavenger, as long as you're not trying to get in a relationship. Don't be a pussy scavenger. They're just the worst. <laughs> the pussy scavenger, as Rose said. We need to do a full episode on that. Like, yes. pussy scavengers of their varieties. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I mentioned it some other time on, like, uh, I think in the Discord, and then we talked about it again on one of our recent bonus contents. I think the one about the kangaroo. I love that phrase, yeah. Yeah, pussy scavenger. But no, but pussy scavengers are a real thing. They're guys that, like, wait till women are in, like, emotionally vulnerable situations. First off, women are always in emotionally vulnerable situations. It's just the degree of the vulnerability. But they're always, there's always a crack. There's a fissure minimum. Oh, Or they're, like, they try to get their um, friends rebounds and stuff like that. They're just the worst type of guy. Friends rebounds, scummy move. That you should not, that is not a bro move at all. Do not be going for the friend rebounds. Guys are, like, pussy vultures. <laughs> by like guys who wait in the wings circling dead bodies and shit it is predatory because it's the same way that like a lion for example would wait until the gazelle has a limp is vulnerable you know how like alligators for example they'll like wait under the cover of water wait for like some zebras to like walk in and there's like a group of them they can just like like kind of go for you kind of thing like don't fucking act like a literal predator from nature yeah that's not literal predation that's Again, that's just picking your spot. Again, if they rape and murder you, yeah, that's a literal predator. I, like, but be upfront about it. Yeah, <laughs> those are the men we resent, especially the guys that are just—they're waiting for the opportunity to stick it in. So, like, don't lead with anything sexual. Let me put it that way. Like, especially if she's emotionally devastated over her last relationship or whatever, and you start trying to like, you know, offer her dick. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, it's like fire. But yeah. again, if you're an actual friend of hers and she's like, oh, it's uh, that relationship. I just got a five-year relationship. I'm so upset, and you're like supposed to be her real friend. And you're like, you want to smash? Like, obviously, she's going to be like, what? 
offer to take her on a date do something fucking nice do the nice thing and then like don't expect anything in return and like wait a bit yeah wait a bit and then it's so play the long game is what you're saying to like yeah see if you develop a rapport right like the worst thing about like the red pill and everything is because they're all they're all trying to do like the hard close and the hard sale all the time overcomer last minute resistance yeah exactly so i feel like if you again invite her toward the relationship and eventually yes if you're in a relationship you want it to be sexual but the idea is to like start to talk to her like a human being and then see if she push if she pushes that conversation there right it should naturally go when you're dating someone if you go on a date it's more than likely that that person if they're interested in that it should be like any other date like the conversation should just flow and if it's not flowing and you're forcing it then you're going to come across like a scrote yeah so ask her about her day show interest in her life really basic social skills that like all good all good ideas from the queens right here again some men actually can do these things really well and and they get laid all the time yeah and they get laid all the time so that's the sort of men want to be like that's the thing about the red pill that's so crazy to me i'm like the guys who they think are beta there's so many guys who i know got mad pussy yeah. in high school and college who the red pill would consider beta i think they just didn't know because those guys are like mad quiet about it they weren't the type of guy that would brag to all their friends about their sexual exploits every weekend but like they got fucked a lot and part of it is because they were discreet yeah they don't kiss and tell right and the only reason i would even know is because like some of the women that they mess with like put two and two together right because like otherwise they wouldn't have known about each other yeah when women compare notes and like get to that's the thing you don't want to be the guy that women all talk shit about and we promote this a lot with fds as well. there's actually a facebook group that my girlfriend's in in new york called uh are we i think it's called are we dating the same guy and literally this whole facebook group is just people being like hey here's a photo of this dude stay away from him and then the comments are like this guy fucking sucks sometimes they're like nice guys who just like didn't really want a relationship but <laughs> funny women funny. comparing notes and once you as a man get a reputation for being a scrote like that that really really diminishes your long-term prospects so you want to get a good reputation with women like that okay so again be nice like do nice things for women treat women like people i love how they act like all women talk to one another like yeah it's it's not rocket science right but a lot of women or a lot of men can't execute that properly they don't have that mentality of wanting to you know woo her as opposed to trying to like bag her that's even the even the phrasing that is used in like pickup artistry communities like oh you know ask her to do this and this and then bag her like she's a fucking deer and he's like a hunter don't women always say get the bag so to broaden out the question, can men and women be friends just generally? Over to you, Ray. What do you think? I think men and women can be friends if one of you is not attracted to the other one at all. And in that case, one of you is more than yeah, like... I guess. Yeah. But then what kind of friend? Gay or... Oh, hot take, Ro. A chick can be friends with a gay guy. Really? Nice. You're so disparate in type and attraction levels that it would never conflict. So... You'd have to be like 100% not each other's type and or one of you would have to be gay. That's the only time I really see genuine heterosexual relationships working because of the fact that let's say you you, ha- you have to both maintain boundaries with each other, but also appropriate boundaries if the other person has a partner. And I've seen so many male female friendships implode that are supposedly platonic when the other one gets a partner because that's when people's suppressed feelings start to come to the surface. And I've seen some real... Cr- I mean, it's suppressed feelings come to the surface or the new partner is like, yo, you're not going to hang out with... Like, if you're a guy, you're like, yeah, you're not going to hang out with some dude. Like, it's just not happening by yourself. Like, you're going to want to go to the fucking movies with a guy? Like, no. Crazy shit go down in supposedly platonic friendships between males and females. Mm, yeah, I've noticed that too. See, this is what I mean oh, yeah, about like, running that? down the aisle at the last minute. Like, I object. It's like, again, like, don't ruin another person's relationship. I agree. Like, most of my close... In fact, all of my closest male friends are gay. If a guy's heterosexual... You don't 
gay. Sure, he's moved into acquaintance category because... <laughs> you give him a demerit? Yeah, it gets demoted to... Because I always know that there is... And, you know, the acquaintances in my life, they've always made it known that there could be something more. Do you know what I mean? So I, yeah, I fully agree with that. Like, they're all gay or just not into, like, sexuality in general. Like, asexual. <laughs> and truthfully, I mean... It's very tough for men to be friends with women unless it's sexualized. And that's the complaint that we... You got. I mean, it's just like, no offense to the ladies. I have lots of lady acquaint. I guess I'd say acquaintances. I don't have really, like, good female, like, friends' friends. Like, you know what I mean? Friends' friends isn't, like, hanging out one-on-one. -on -one. I don't think I have any f female friends like that. But, like... Uh, I forgot what I was talking about. I don't even remember what I was Often saying. Often seeing FDS is that literally none of our friends have ever turned out to be men who just genuinely wanted to be friends with us. It was always sexual. Yeah, just men don't want to be your friends. They could be hanging out with men. Why would they hang out with women? That's what I was trying to say. So again, no offense, ladies, but why would you hang out with a woman friendly when you could hang out with a man unless you're gay and i think that's more it seems like that's more often the case than the reverse because if women like a guy it's more that it's more likely that men are going to explore that sexual relationship if she offers it because yes men have fewer options yeah exactly generally let's say it's like a woman and she's friends with a man she's pining after he's probably going to immediately ex exploit that situation sexually and exploit she's after him dead the friendship versus the other way where women are more likely to want to maintain the friendship first and then it doesn't go sexual unless the woman actually allows it. So it's yes, but in both, but yes, but in both scenarios, you're like not friends anymore down the road. But the one scenario is the guy, the woman going after the guy, they have sex. At least they get that out of it. And then the other scenario that they're saying with the woman is you don't have sex and you're still not friends. So you might as well smash. It's just really hard to imagine smash a scenario away. where where you can maintain that situation long term. And I think it comes back to what Rose said several months ago about when we're talking about communication between men and women and what Rose said about men and women speaking different languages. To women, platonic means that there's no sexual intention, attraction or whatever. But to men, and I've seen them discussing this on things like Reddit or, or Twitter or any social media space, they see it as, well, I see her as a friend, but if she offers it, I'd take it. To me, that's not, if you would have any sexual or romantic inclination towards somebody, it's not a platonic relationship. Okay, see, I, okay. Again, I don't mean to be like devil's advocate here, but I am of the view that like just because a man wants to fuck me or is like romantically attracted to me, I don't see that as like a barrier to us being friends. The key is as the woman for me personally is like, yeah, I'll always keep him at arm's distance. I'd probably still call them a friend. So what kind of friendship is that? Like I'd still hang out with them and do stuff, but like I'd never. I guess it's like if you would be like, oh, I'm willing to hang out with this person in like a large group setting. They're sort of mentally always in the acquaintance category if that makes sense or like manual labor category or something like that <laughs> manual labor like chef here's the thing this might not be what the male subscriber who submitted this question this is probably not what he wants to hear but for me personally my view is that as long as a man is adding value to my life even if i'm not like romantically or sexually attracted to him sometimes they'll just like yeah i'll get help moving because in my city it's freaking expensive and people are constantly getting run evicted i have to move pretty much like every year and so it's really convenient to have someone in my life who will help yeah so you don't want a male friend you want like like they talk nonstop about oh men are like exploiting women and exploitative and all that stuff and then you're like you want a male friend to help you move for free that's why you want him in your life like that's so fucked up. We move. Uh, or, uh, you know, various... And again, he's willing to stick around to potentially help you move because he thinks he might get some ass at some point. But they're like just small things. If I want to delegate und undesirable tasks and I don't, I, I feel uncomfortable like asking women to do some of these things. Like I, I wouldn't want to like exploit another woman's labor, but I am fine with exploiting a man's labor. That's so fine. At least she's saying it out loud. So 
yeah, just because a man wants to fuck me, I don't see that as a, re- as a reason not to be friends. But like, yeah, be aware that some simps are so toxic that. Although she says this and then she wonders why some dudes are like, you got to close right away because they don't want to stick around being fucking free movers for six months. It's better to just like cut them off if he's like being sexually predatory in any way. Some will just like keep, they'll just like pine from afar. That's fine to me. Like, I'll keep them around. But. <laughs> well, you just like the attention. Sure. Yeah, and that's probably not what the male subscriber wants to hear. But again, like, that's why you as men you're allowed to be like, oh, I don't want to be in this situation. Sounds like they're hanging out. Your friends are some low-value dudes, by the way. I, I don't know if it's me, but seems like you are friends, or at least acquaintance was, acquaintances with a lot of low-value guys. And so and to end the friendship. Like, you're within your rights to do that. Um, but some men don't do that, so and I'm fine with that. It's just like, it, the problem with heterosexual friendships is like, sometimes they're friends for nondescript reasons, and it's not always clear, right? Because like, with female friendships, we tend to have things that we're genuinely bonding over right even if it's like something we mutually love uh something we both like to do or a mutual distaste for something even but with male and female friends we're all just genuinely like her as a person but if a man's crushing on me and i'm not interested in him i'm always going to keep him at arm's length but like male female friendships like it has to be centered around usually something external like for it to stay platonic because i'm thinking if like if you like each other you have to be sexually repulsed by each other on some level for it to work and that's so because there's some women they're like they have uh, interests that might be more male dominated so then like they don't really have a choice but to make friends with males so let's say you're like a gamer or whatever and then like the vast majority of people you encounter are gamers or you're in the cosplay or something like, although cosplay is pretty uh co-ed now but come on seven more likes i'll give away a channel membership early let's on go. i think it was a lot of men right so um uh, dungeons and dragons all that shit so uh that's pretty male dominated a lot of sports for example sports right yeah yeah sports so i'm also a sports fan so that's the other thing too where when it comes to talking about sports even on twitter the vast majority of the time i'm talking to men i just have an interest yeah and let me tell you dudes love talking about sports to women where the vast love men it. Are in, people who are into it are men so in that case like if you have a focused friendship on something specific and it doesn't you don't really like uh, expand it out beyond that i think you can be friends but you have to put boundaries around that right it's not like i'm hanging out telling him my deepest darkest secrets about whatever how i feel about life we're friends and that like oh this is the dude i can hit up and we can drag each other over our respective basketball teams right i think it's helpful to think of friendships both for men and women in terms of circles there's like the inner circle we even have this with like fds i guess like mods we're like the inner circle we know we know all the secrets we know you know we, we dish with each other we know where the bodies are buried <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah and then there's like the outer circle like more and more kind of thing and then like yeah same thing with my friends like i have like maybe two three i have like maybe two three friends that like yeah if i, if I needed to bury a body or whatever they're the girls i'm gonna call kind of thing right and those are all always girls i'd never i don't think other than even my own i would fucking pay to watch a bunch of chicks trying to bury a body let me tell you the comedy right there boyfriend i i wouldn't put in that inner circle to be honest it's always women and my, and my sister so my views on this are can men and women be friends yes in the loose sense of the term i guess but i believe that women but... need to come to accept the fact that nine times out of ten your male friend will see you as either a sexual or a romantic opportunity and you have to decide how you feel about that if you're like lilith and you're willing to go with the flow and rinse them that's up to you but if you <laughs> will feel somehow if you don't want to do all that work <laughs> it is emotional labor honestly i will say it is oh, yeah. and some women labor. just that's not worth it for them and that's totally fine too and it's not even you know just about it not being worth it but if you'd feel hurt that your male friend was secretly pining after you after um you know like a years-long friendship then maybe you need to i guess rethink how like close you can get with men i'm not saying you can't just yeah can't be friendly one, with them yeah. but it might just be that you keep them at a certain you know arm's length or just downgrade them to a friendly acquaintance like i do that's a really important distinction between friends damn imagine getting downgraded to friendly acquaintance by savannah Ouch. and friendly 
you know it's almost weird in the english language how it's like the same word but they have so different meanings like yeah friendly you could be friendly to a complete stranger but they're not your friend yeah yeah but they're not your friend yeah that's what i mean about keeping men at arm's distance like you know they won't be in my inner circle but i'll still be nice to them you know yeah, you'll still be nice. And I also, and I, this is going to be quite, you know, negative, but here at FDS, if we accept... Oh, negativity from FDS? Let me prepare myself for this, for this first. ...the fact that men are generally raised to be low value um, <laughs> as partners, romantically. <laughs> We're just raised. We're just inherently low value. And are the stats any different if you're looking for a male friend? I personally don't think it is. Yeah, no, I agree. Like a truly, truly, truly high value male friend, I think is almost as rare or as unique as a truly high value male romantic partner. Which is, I mean, again, they're gay. Do gay men are gay men low value as well? Are they raised to be low value, or is it just straight men? And then are they? why it's odd to me when women who break up with men who treated them like shit are like we can just be friends it's like why would you want to be friends with somebody who treated you badly that's not the basis of any good friendship okay that brings up an important point because i would never be friends with an ex i think we've answered this question before was that in one of our first episodes like can men and women can be friends with an ex no yeah i've I've tried it it doesn't doesn't work it never works and we'd just like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode dating piper if you're looking for comfortable loungewear and to and cancer Enter our promo code FDS to save 20% on your purchase. Save 20% on your purchase when you use the discount code FDS. Enter our promo code FDS to save 20% on your purchase. Save 20% on your purchase when you use the discount code FDS on DavyPiper.com. Thanks and back to the show. But I think too about finding a guy who's high value, who's just a friend. And I think a high value man can maintain boundaries with women. If a dude's high value, why the fuck does he want to be friends with one of these chicks? Which is actually a mark, a hallmark of high value men is that they're able to maintain boundaries with women in different social situations. The good news is like, let's say he just happens to not be attracted to you. The benefit of maybe being friends with him is that he might have other high value friends that are. So I'm kind of an advocate for having, you can have platonic relationships with men if you all are both good at maintaining your boundaries and he's truly high value. If he's a pussy scavenging scrote, then like is not most of shout out to all the pussy scavenging scrotes. His friends are probably some, somewhere on that spectrum. So then there's just zero benefit to staying friends with a man like that because as soon as you're vulnerable, he's going to try to have sex with you and all of his friends are probably shit. But if you find a guy who's, who's like mature enough and can maintain boundaries, then more than likely he has a friend group there and then you, you can be mutual friend groups. Maybe you have some you know, cute girlfriends who are high value, et cetera, that you guys can hook each other up with. So I'm not, I'm not anti male and female friendships. I think it can't work, but it can really only work with high value men. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, I would never be like with simps. I'll keep them at like the mid to outer circle. Whereas like actual high value men where maybe I'm just not physically attracted to him or he's just not physically attracted to me. And that's why it's never moved past friendship. Maybe they'll be in like a mid to, you know, closer to the middle type circle, but you know, they can still be worthwhile for like a networking or like, even just connect, you know, um, just having high value people in your connections and so on can be beneficial in the long run. So that's another scenario in which if someone's like valuable to you professionally. Yes. Yes. That's actually another thing where I probably would want to keep it at a friendship and not grow, go romantic. Cause I can say, you know, if you work in the same industry or something, you don't want to get, you, you don't want to get messy. Right. So yeah, that's another situation Weird. where it can be worth having male friends. If like they're well connected and you want those connections, but you don't want to muddy the waters with dating them. Like, even if you're not working for the same company, that's another thing is like, not only will I avoid dating at work, I also generally avoid dating within my industry. I made an exception for my current boyfriend, but generally, like, <laughs> most of the time I do avoid that because you never know. Like, Except you, for your current boyfriend. You end up working for the same company at some point in the future. If the relationship goes bad, if he's really like a vindictive type, he could try to like ruin your reputation, make it hard for you to get hired at another company and so on. So 
that's another thing again speaking to the female audience that's another thing to be careful of. don't date anybody you work with. about I found as well that people like when because I worked for an organization where there are a lot of couples um, and people just gossip. And especially if you're a woman, you get like the whole, oh, she only got that job because of who she's married to or who she's sleeping with. So it's 2023 now. He only got that job because of who he is sleeping with. Savannah. It's just better not to mix your relationship with your professional life for that reason. Because unfortunately, women get judged way more harshly for dating somebody in the company than men do. Like, men don't get judged at all for doing that. There's a term that's been developed for, like, that, which is called a work husband or a work wife. And I'm always wary of... I'm always wary of the implications of that because... Yes, there's been men that I've uh, had like a really good camaraderie with at work and I don't think it would go beyond that. But then there's other times where I've seen other camaraderies where it's awkward for everybody because it's like, damn, just fuck already. Like, you might be fucking at work. <laughs> and, and they might be like, and even if they have significant others or spouses. Or they think they're Pam and Jim from the office and it's like for everyone else involved, it's like, God, just like get it over with. Stop being awkward in front of me. Yeah, it's really, it becomes like really awkward. And then you have. Shout out to our boy Nigel who's drinking to survive this madness. He says Lilith is a narcissist. Savannah, a fantastic assist and he says come to scotland what about roe to deal with if if you know their significant other like if you are the significant other of a person who has a work husband and work wife like that sucks how do you feel yeah exactly yeah. like and so you might make that person you might make your actual significant other feel like irrationally jealous or i've seen this also happen where a person attempts to put boundaries in place because they feel like the relationship has gotten a little bit more than platonic work friends and then the other person freaks out because I that's that's just always like the caveat to me, because, again, when I've seen I've seen both work friendships and like outside work friendships where one of them gets a significant other and the other one goes nuclear, even though they swear up and down is platonic. They're not attracted to them like that. And it might be that they're not actually attracted to them like that. But the prospect of not having their undivided attention or they feel possessive, even if there's nothing. going. Why the fuck would you want someone's undivided attention unless you're into them that way? Hang on. Exactly. They feel massively possessive and have this like antagonistic relationship towards the other person in their life. And this is like kind of happened to me where I was dating a guy who had a girl he'd known forever. And I remember like one time we were in bed together and she called at like three in the morning crying because her boyfriend was treating her like shit. And I'm like, why the fuck is she calling you? And he's like, I oh, man, sometimes I listen to her because she has like man problems. That's Simp, do not be that guy who picks up the phone from a woman with boyfriend problems at three in the fucking so weird no that is for her girlfriends to listen to or her family and if she doesn't have either of those there's probably a fucking reason for it right that's a huge boundary violation in my opinion yeah three in the morning three in the morning like late at night and like I, it was generally that because he had the phone on speaker so i'm listening to this conversation go down this girl's like crying about her boyfriend and shit i'm like wow so she's just gonna call like in the middle of the night doesn't know what's going on with you and then i looked at him like yeah no this isn't fine right and he's like yeah i've known her forever so it's just a little bit hard but yeah she's always having man problems so sometimes i just help her out and i'm like okay like that's nice of you but like <laughs> like fuck her no if my boyfriend did that i would straight up be like you have to set boundaries with this woman I'd, first actually no no no. i would probably go on a snooping or fact-finding mission to see if there's actually something going fact on between finding. my boyfriend and her <laughs> that's what chicks call it they call it a fact-finding mission. If there That's is, good, then actually. I dump him. If there isn't, then I'd be like, you have to set boundaries with this woman. And then if he didn't, then I'd break up with him. That would be how I would react in that situation. Yeah, exactly. If he failed to set boundaries, that's a red flag. I think in this case, you know, we just started dating. But it was like, yeah, you got some residual homegirls who, for whatever reason, think you're their emotional dumping ground. And they need to understand that, like, they need to figure out their man problems by themselves. Right? Like, yeah. how many of your girlfriends... Also, just embarrassing that you were that even to speaking if the woman in that situation was like my friend i'd be like girl like call one of your female friends like what why is the only person that she has to call her male co-worker like right 
obviously there's something going on something going on i don't know in this case they weren't co-workers they've known each other for they've known each other for years so this is like they know each other from like grade school and he's just the type of guy that would help people out so loser i think again it's one of those things where i think he I mean, it's, don't don't get me wrong being a helpful person altruistic all that stuff very good but in this circumstance not appropriate it was just like a he thinks he's a good guy yeah yeah generally good guy and like help people out of who, who asked because it actually wasn't just that woman. It was like other... She was the most disrespectful at that mid- middle of the night call. But there's other times where it was like... <laughs> like can you not wait until morning? Jeez. <laughs> and he's the type of guy to go like help his homies to like, you know, fix a flat or hope, you know, help his... Yeah, that's fine. Nothing wrong his, with uh, that. His friend's mom move, et cetera. So he's just that type of guy. Like the... That's fine. Neighborhood like handyman almost. The neighborhood friendly man. Yeah. Yeah. I believe his name was Jesus. Like, and he's just a generally good dude. But like, yeah, I, I had to explain to him about certain boundaries that weren't okay. And then he seemed to understand and that was the end of it. That's fair. Yeah. I mean... Okay, I'm still reeling from that story because that's I'm sorry, that's like crazy to me. But <laughs> no, I agree, and I think it was like well, that, that's the problem with male and female friendships. Because again, if he gets another girlfriend, like there's zero women who are going to be okay with that. Yeah. Okay. So to be honest, though, um, me and my current boyfriend had like okay, we weren't that bad, but like we did have sort of like a I, I think like the work husband work wife thing. As long as you have strong boundaries in place and are not like yeah on personal time that kind of stuff and like not actually I don't know there's a certain such a certain thing as like um sounds like Lilith is a bit of a hypocrite looking forward looking to for? this emotional cheating I guess as long as you're avoiding kind of emotional cheating so a work husband or a work wife if one of you are currently in a relationship obviously don't disrespect your partner but I probably would still keep them in my orbit at least in case you know if we have yeah, we need some help moving one of us do break up with our partner and like sometimes they can be a great future partner if the circumstances change kind of thing but again it's important to keep it professional and not disrespect the person you're in a relationship I mean that's kind of disrespectful if you in your mind are like yeah just in case this one doesn't work out I'm just kind of putting a couple bookmarks in these ones so that's what social media has kind of become for because i i got rid of all my social media just like wanting to do a cleanse and purge of just people of there's just too many peripheral people that i wanted to get rid of and not make it weird <laughs> yeah because because the thing when you start muting people or like unfriending certain people like then people take it personally i'm like in the off chance i run into this person i don't want them to feel like personally offended so i just deleted all my shit <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to be awkward so i'm just going to delete my entire online digital presence i mean yeah and also i just don't like being that searchable but that's fair yeah i respect my own privacy but basically it did cut off some of my like potentials and like old school sneaky links right because a lot of those were yeah they were just men i become facebook friends with or instagram friends with over the years who it's like oh we never quite hooked up or we never quite got together either their relationship or i was in a relationship or something something was going on where it never really happened and so social media to me has almost been a place like it's either to keep up with family or old potential romantic interests if you want them to find you yeah i mean i have social media but i'm just like not super active on it so it's again it's like i like to have that option open but not like super actively use social media you know okay so i really wonder like, her boyfriend must know about this podcast that she does it, right? Because obviously they're anonymous, but he must know. How can we vet for a male friend if we decide that we want to associate with the opposite sex in that way? So, like, uh, first and foremost, Don't. I would strongly recommend seeking out and prioritizing female friendships. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can. F- Same goes for the boys find based women to be friends with like your life will just automatically level up i swear like women um especially based women they understand just how to be i guess a good friend and um even deeper than friends sometimes like a lot of my even my work oh 
here we go. Now we're talking Savannah, you dirty dog. Deeper than friends? What are we talking about here? It's because I work for an all-female team, but on the podcast and in my personal life, professional life as well. It's so much easier to get a sense of almost sisterhood that you just can never get with men. Even if the guy is really high value, a friendship with a high value man will never be as good as a friendship with a high value woman. And I will die on this hill. Yeah, no, I agree. I will absolutely die on that hill. Yeah, no, I... I, Yeah, for sure. And same goes for men. I agree. I, I think I value female friendships a lot more than male friendships. Again, like male and female friendships have a different purpose in my life. For women, it's about genuine mutual connection and bonding and like improving my quality of life. Men also they should exist to improve my quality of life. I'm a lot more generous with women. I'm a lot more, I feel more comfortable being vulnerable with women. I feel like I can share more with women. I feel like I have more in common with women. I just prefer women. I mean, you do. Why the fuck would you have more in common with a man? I just love women. And I, with men, I'm just sort of sus about them. I'm just sort of skeptical of them. Yeah, I, I feel like you always have to be on your guard with men. And this is why I also feel really sad when other women say, like, I just don't go on with other women because <sighs> honestly, friendships with other women is just it's just so much better. And if you, I'm obviously good, like, like non-toxic because I appreciate there are some women out there that can also be very toxic. But if you find base, like, high-value crew of women, it's just so, so good. <laughs> I find it so funny. This question started from, like, a male subscriber and we're, like, talking about it and being like, friendships with women are way better than... I'm just being honest i'm just being honest like yeah. hope this fucking dude grew a set and canceled his patronage to our male audience it's possible but ha- here's all these ethical guidelines to our female audience uh prioritize relationships with other women always and the man has to be high value and add to your life and not violate your boundaries oh and yeah just even fucking then, even laundry with- list of shit by the way 23 more likes and i'll give away another channel even if membership. he's the greatest guy in the world again like even my own literal boyfriend is not in my inner circle even with my own boyfriend i still have certain boundaries in place you know i think women too are more socialized to like emotionally give and even like physically give or socially give without expectation of return right yes or thinking it means something more than it does because i again i've had platonic male i've had pla- <laughs> hold on wait, wait. go send a little puppy please <laughs> the only male friend in your relationship should be your dog <laughs> no my dog's very conditional uh, <laughs> so yeah no but um so uh one of the things like i i like to just you know do really nice things for people in general so i try to bring a guy a birthday cake right who i thought and I, i've done this to multiple guys both guys i was dating and then guys i was friendship and like it was weird right for them because it was like well why did you get me a cake and i was like uh because it's your birthday and i thought it'd be a nice thing to do and he thinks it means more than that either he thinks it means more than that or they're like um yeah or like, like yeah they start getting an ego about it because they think like oh she's really into me because i got him a cake and i was like no i just you know why not it's your birthday i got you something nice or they're like immediately suspicious or something because they're not used to because male friendships they don't do nice shit for each other <laughs> that's so true yeah we go hang out and have fun we'll buy each other fucking cake it's always like blown up in my face when i try to treat my male friends like my female friends mm, so yeah. i just back- yeah again there's differences yeah go i'm sure your female friends love it when you buy them a fucking cake vastly lowered the amount of effort i put into my male friendship so like on their birthday i might buy them a drink yeah or go for dinner or something as a group with my female friendships that's when you get the cake and like the whatever the party favors and like the party games spend two weeks planning their birthday that's like a surprise that you don't even tell them about but you and your other friends get together and i don't know go to vegas like that's what i mean about like i put so much more effort into my female friendships than male friendships i think with male friendships the effort should go from man to woman with female with female friendships the effort is mutual men don't really invest in each other like that i've learned for the most part most of the time you see guys do birthday things it's yeah it's like a boys trip to some vegas it's something that makes them like something that's like beneficial to all of them something that's fun and sometimes even more beneficial for the party thrower because they're the ones like oh let's throw a, a bachelor party and go to the strip club but it's really for them like men are men are more likely to do shit like that where um they oh wow what and- insight men are more likely to go to the strip club amazing insight on the female dating strategy podcast everybody they're doing things that are more like a little bit more selfish but yeah every, every time i've tried to just do what i thought was like a selfless friend thing 
to for a man, it's like always become an issue. Like it's always made things weird. And I couldn't really explain it at the time. But again, I think it's either they read more into it and thought I was more into them than I actually was. And I was like, no, I just got you like, you know, got you something because it's your birthday. It wasn't like I'm not trying to slob your knob now or whatever, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, or um, they felt obligated to like care more than they wanted to because they're not used to people giving them nice things because men don't do that shit for each other. Right. So now they're like, well, I didn't get you anything. And I'm like, all right, then never mind. You know? Yeah, like I expect my male friends to remember my birthday, but and I might remember their birthday, but like, yeah, they, I won't get them like a gift or make them a cake. We'll like go out as a group to, I don't know, a restaurant or something like or buy each other drinks. So, you, you know, it's more, I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to say she wanted to finish that being like, I expect my male friends to remember my birthday, but I don't need to remember theirs. Straight up, just ladies invest more in your female friendships than your male friendships. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can invest more in your female friendships without it making it weird. But your male friendships, like it just it just fucks it up for some reason. So, so back to, to vetting as well. So, oh, yeah, we got off track. <laughs> if you are in the market for a male friend, he has to treat and speak of other women well. And this is absolutely non negotiable. If I don't care if he is funding your or lifestyle, if he's bought you a Ferrari, if there is. Why would your male friend be funding your lifestyle if he's your friend? These chicks, some of the shit that they say. Any whiff of scrutiny behavior, you cut him off. Like, that is, if he's, you know, yeah, that's what I'm going to say on that. Like, he has to treat the woman he's with um, and other women generally very, very well. Otherwise, he's low value. I want to say also, this is not, again, not related to vetting, but like, understand for women, social contagion is a very real thing. It's important to surround yourself with high value people, men and women. And if you're around like a shitty man or woman, it's going to affect you yeah, consciously or unconsciously in a way like it's hard to it's almost hard to control right it's like a sort of mental diet you know how like you're affected by the food you eat you're also kind of affected by like the media you consume the people you spend time with and so on so it's important to spend time with high value men and women and they'll influence you in a positive way if a man is like is shitty to women or just has it's just low vibrational or just you don't vibe well or he's just shitty like don't spend any time with him at all not even as like a yeah i generally just don't hang out with shitty people good advice manual labor person like yes even even the manual labor guys have to be like actually decent people like yeah definitely also be aware of the relationship being non-reciprocal so just because a man is not sexually interested in you because i know this episode is focused heavily on on sexual romantic interests but just because he isn't interested in you romantically or sexually that doesn't mean he's not using you like he can still be using you as a therapist as an uber driver as a mommy no bang made what the fuck uber driver like you need to make sure that if you are gonna you know again if we if we make the argument that generally interacting with men can bring diminishing returns in many cases for women because men aren't really you know raised to be equitable partners talk less of good friends even to raised to be low value other, then you need to especially watch out for and avoid entering into a non-reciprocal friendship with a man because it's very easy to sleepwalk into doing that especially if you think oh he's gay oh he's not attracted to me i'm not attracted to him that doesn't mean that he's not using you yeah a lot of men actually specifically keep around women here's the fucked up thing is like there are men out there who will keep around women that they're not attracted to at all but will still have sex with them just so that they can have convenient pussy or if they won't even stoop to that level they'll keep women around that they're not attracted to that they know where she's into him and like will use as free therapist as an ego boost as for whatever fucking purposes right because men are some men are just shitty like that and women do that for sure way more women are keeping around dudes that they're not interested in but they know are interested in them for the ego boost way fucking more just use you no way whatever you can uh, or whatever they can get from you so yeah make be aware of any relationship where he's not adding value to your life whether it's platonic or romantic or moving services 
or changing your flat relationship. tire. And I would also say as well, brace yourself for him making a move when you're available as well. Like I still, in my experience and the experience of my friends and countless women on the subreddit, if a guy is your friend, there is a high possibility that he sees you as a potential opportunity. So brace yourself for that as well, because a lot of women feel very blindsided when it happens. And it's about understanding that men don't process, I guess, friendships the same way we do. They don't conceptualize it the same way we do. They We don't want to be friends with you. See nothing wrong with, you know, seeing your friend as a as a sexual opportunity, whereas women don't always think the same way. So just prepare yourself for that. Understand, ladies, like if you have a male friend, even if you're not if you're not attracted to him or even if you think he's not attracted to you or, oh, he's not like that. No, he actually likes me. Oh, we're just friends. Like, no, even in that case. No, we've been friends for decades. Like, Oh, I see him as a little brother. <laughs> People underestimate how long men will wait for pussy. Yeah. They underestimate. <laughs> Don't be that guy, but they're right. <laughs> how long they'll scavenge for pussy. Like, they're literally like fucking, you know, vultures, like circling the desert, looking for carcasses. Yeah, and that's why, I don't know, I'm not taking him back from men. Like, I just expect, like, that's just how men be. And I'm fine with that. As yeah, same. I just accept it. Yeah, like so. I, the the women who are like taken back, like oh, me. Like I mean, so, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, not gonna lie. Sometimes I will act like that to the man to put him on the back foot. That literally sounds like hens clucking. To like, you know, to. to Sometimes I do the whole routine where I act like an innocent flower. Like, what? I had no idea. I kind of thing. But the, for the women that actually... Dumb fox, the dumb, dumb fox, fox thing. Yeah. But for the women who actually believe that, who are actually like, what? I had no idea. Like, come on, sis. Some women, some women are so rich because I've seen multiple, like, okay, so another reason I got rid of my social media, like, messy drama on Instagram and on Facebook because they'll be, like, all hugged up in pictures and be like, this is my best friend. And we've been friends for this long time. And he's, like, got his arms wrapped all the way around her, like... It looks really, really romantic around her waist or something like, <laughs> yeah, this like warm, loving embrace. And I'm like, I'm seeing, I'm like, okay, like y'all, y'all just trying to get everyone riled up in the comments and uh, start shit with everyone else's significant others. So <laughs> a lot of women do that. And they're full of shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, that man wants to hit, right? Yeah. Like, you're just, you're just like, put him out of his misery. You're just trying to kidding, be, kidding. No, right. Exactly. No. And, and a lot of those women are, are so manipulative. And this is why I can't be friends with some of them too. And like, not a knock on you, Lil, cause, but like the ones that try to, like, <laughs> thanks. No, 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 but like, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Like, there's women because those women will try to do that with your man, right? right? Like, and men they know in relation are in relationships, and then be like, uh, "Oh, let's take a picture together for Instagram," and like has their hand like right above their stomach on their crotch and shit. Those women are not your friend. They're basically like the Shayna types. Yeah, yeah. Like Shayna from like the ones that are your frenemies that are like pretending. Like, I just have so many guy friends, but it's really like their quote unquote friends, boyfriends that they're just like all over and pretending that like they don't know that these guys would fuck them if they could. Like, yeah, fuck those chicks. Yeah, see, they're coming from a place of like pick meism. I'm coming from a place of like men and shit, and they exist to serve women. And I'm always going to put the woman first. Like, I would never... Very different energy. Yeah. <laughs> never mess with another woman's man. In fact, if a man's... If a woman's man tried to mess with me, I would immediately snitch on him. Always on the woman's side on every situation. That's just how I be. But again, not all women are female-oriented like that. Yeah, I had to purge my feet of like, I don't know why so many women don't like me. And then here's a bunch of my platonic male friends that I'm practically slobbing down in these pictures. Oh. And there's lots of women that love doing that and then being like, I have all these male friends. like, <laughs> And I just don't get why women don't like me. You know, uh, <laughs> Look at all the haters in my comments, right? Like, It just got to the point where I was like, yeah, it's time to start forehead pushing right. these people out of my mental space. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, because that's what I meant. I felt like half my social media was drama. <laughs> like, so then I was like, it happened. It was like uh, political ranting, and then the other half was like drama. And I was like, half anti-vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> the other half was like, was like, why do all these women hate me? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. have an idea. And I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> or at least I'm gonna restart. I'm gonna restart my social media with a brand new like group of people. <laughs>
no go back to like the olden days where you just met people in real life and or just stayed in touch with people by texting or phone like just i don't know like because i feel like social media is like mostly people i don't really care about much it's like once you're but once you're in someone's like dms or messages that's like that means something different you know what i mean i don't know oh yeah and men, and men who had girlfriends and wives in my dms too that was the other thing that motivated me oh i already have trust issues but this is just yeah that's the thing like i expect that men will try to be shady and i'm just like instead of being like angry or offended by that i'm like okay i'm just gonna fucking outsmart them or you know once you know how the system is played you can start to play the game to your advantage okay so yeah guys no more free moving services ever so that's why again speaking to my female audience only like i don't think there's anything wrong with exploiting a man's like sex drive or horniness for you as long as you keep him at an arm's length and only keep him around if he's adding value to your life just like there's no nothing wrong with exploiting a woman's you know crazy emotionality or lack of critical thinking I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, but yeah, not all women want to deal with that, though. And I respect that, too. He should also respect your relationship. I was talking about this with like one of my best friends because um, she's got like probably like eight or nine orbiters like the fucking son. And <laughs> she was saying how she couldn't, she couldn't, um, think she doesn't maximize it, though. Like I was trying to tell her like your strategy, but she's slowly getting it. But yeah, anyway, um, she, <laughs> she was like, I can't go to my male friends for relationship advice because the pussy scavengers will deliberately like poison her against her partner. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, why would you do that? Like, why? Why would you ask a male friend for relationship advice? <laughs> Beware of some of your man's friends, too, because I've seen that, yeah. too, where, like, some, sometimes they have hater-ass friends who are pussy scavengers. That's why you can't have pussy scavengers around, man. Like, they're the worst type of guy. <laughs> you know? They're always around. You know the movie Love Actually? You know the movie Love Actually? Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. Okay, okay. It's got Keira Knightley, and I won't spoil it, but yeah, there's like Keira Knightley, a love triangle where, yeah, she's married to a man who, and his best friend is in love with her. And I won't spoil the ending, but yeah, like that. He murders him. Pussy scavenger. <laughs> the friend in that situation is a pussy scavenger, okay? Like, Love Actually is a movie about a pussy scavenging love triangle. Boom, I said it. I love the movie, but that's what it's about. Like, you gotta be careful of that kind of thing. And, like, and also, again, if the guy's at high value, he probably has friends that are creeps too, right? Like, there's there's guys that are, they're pick me's. Like, they'll go behind their, man, their friend's back and try to get at you too. So that's why it's like, it's so important, even if you have, if you have a boyfriend or you have platonic friends, like, you really gotta vet for the people with poor boundaries who are there to start shit. And yeah, you just have to treat them on the same terms as a guy you're vetting, you know, for a relationship, have super strong boundaries. Don't be afraid to cut him off at the sign of, you know, red flags. Don't overshare. Don't overshare. It's the same, it's the same principle if you're vetting for a relationship, in my view, because... Like, limit how much information you give him. Yeah, yeah, don't lower your boundaries thinking, oh, he's just a friend, like, it's fine. No. Keep that guard up at all no. times, sis. Because, like, you know, when we say that low-value men shouldn't be rewarded with female company, we don't just mean in relationships, we mean generally in life as well. Like, they shouldn't be rewarded with female friendships either. Or no, acquaintanceship. I think even even an acquaintanceship like with a woman is a privilege. Yeah. And to wrap oh, it up with up. the the question that we got at the beginning, can men and women be friends? Can I shoot my shot? That kind of thing. I would say first and foremost, look at yourself as well and make sure that you're a high value person before shooting your shot. Have some self-awareness. Yeah, read the room. But also in the meantime, you know, just as we tell women level up before you pursue a relationship, I also strongly advise men to do that. You will increase the likelihood of turning a friendship into a relationship if you work on yourself and focus some real red pill, sh red pill shit right here get to the gym work out read a book make your bed so becoming a high value man as well be honest with yourself about your flaws and what are the things about yourself that might not be attractive not it's not just about looks like personality and like behavior and just like you know get some fucking hobbies and shit that isn't like gaming and porn right like just don't be a scrote and you'll <laughs> significantly increase your chances both like having a great advice right friendship here. as well as like a possible relationship either way and here endeth the lessons thank you so that's our show check us out on patreon for weekly bonus content no 
All right, that was episode 55 of the free dinner strategy, everybody. Good episode. Can men and women be friends? The answer is no. I could have told you that beforehand. Can they be acquaintances? Yes. And I will say, I think men and women can be friends at a younger age, and you age out of that. Like, when when you're 20, yes, a man and a woman can definitely be friends, but uh, it eventually will sort itself out with the whole relationship stuff. Um, All right. Let's let's move on. It's 8 p.m., Episode 56 of the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining. Smash that like button. Seven more likes. I'll give away another channel membership. This episode is titled Roast a Scroat Grab Bag, The Food Stamp Polygamist, Dentist Avoider, and more. Let's get it. Female Dating Strategy Podcast has been brought to you by Podcorn.com. We've used discussions on the podcast itself so if you'd like access to all this and more visit our patreon at patreon.com no, forward slash the female dating strategy mail. what's up queens what's welcome up, to queens? the female dating strategy podcast the meanest female only podcast on the internet i'm ro i'm savannah and i'm lilith all right so we're reaching deep into our bag and pulling out an archive of roast scrotes an official all roast episode yeah so this is gonna be Ooh, our first ever 100 this is gonna be a tough listen just calling it right Sent now. Roast Sorry, Pure, people. unadulterated, straight off the farm, grass-raised roast to scrotes. <laughs> <laughs> Bushwire roast scrotes. Yeah, full organic roast to scrotes. It's just gonna be... <laughs> so pure, unadulterated episode of roast to scrotes. We were a little bit behind on our roast to scrotes for a while because we had some longer episodes, but we're going to play catch up today. So we hope you enjoy. Plus, people are writing entire tomes in our inbox. So some of these are a little bit longer. So we wanted to give them like the space they deserved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By giving them a full episode. So first up, Sarah. Should we just jump into it? Yeah, let's just jump into it. So our first one is Sarah. Who wants to read this one? I can read this one. Okay. So Sarah starts out. I had met this guy last year and all I can say is, oh my God, what an awful pygmy I was. This is meant to be a warning to all my sisters to make the- Oh, has everyone wanted to skip? You want to throw a skip poll up? Okay. I thought this might be actually a good one, but we can, um, I'm a man of the people, as everybody knows, and I will happily throw up a, a skip poll, start a poll. We'll listen to this for a few minutes. The skip poll is live, everybody. The skip poll's up. Them listen to their gut feeling and pay attention to the people he surrounds himself with. Also, since English is not my native language, please forgive me if there are misunderstandings. So far, so good, Sarah. We met on a dating app. He seemed all right. We met for dinner at 6 p.m. He paid. We'd planned to stay about two hours, but ended up talking all night until I got really sleepy around 4 a.m. It was summer and warm, so we were taking a stroll while discussing and talking about a variety of things, and all I can say is that it was the best first date I ever had. He brought me to my place. We hugged and thanked each other. There is a warning sign I ignored, however. He mentioned somewhere in the conversation that he was always the one who was approached by women and that he never did that. And thinking back on it, I was the one who had asked him for a date. Yeah, so he's lazy, right? Yeah. yeah. He's not the type of guy to actually talk to the women. I mean, if they come to you, they come to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd asked him for the second date. Ooh, okay. So I asked him for the second date. He picked me up at noon. And- Ooh, that's tough. That is some pick me scrote behavior. And drove us for right a picnic there. at the lake. There were no cabins, so I gave him the towel to cover me while I changed my clothes. He was very respectful and didn't look. Yeah, I know. The bar is low. <laughs> We've all been there. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> it's like, I've definitely had thoughts where it's like, oh my gosh, like I was super drunk and he took me home and didn't rate me. Like, what a great guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that the same thing? The bar for men is so low, right? Anyways. Yeah, I like that. He offered to help put sun lotion on my back. I said, sure. I told him to continue because I enjoyed his touches. It felt good and nothing inappropriate. In the evening, we went on a small hill to watch the sunset and stay there all night again until around 3 a.m. 
he piggybacked me because my feet that hurt from like wearing good, heels. Sounds Aww. like a great dude. Anyways, it's up there where we had our first kiss too, and it was beautiful. This guy's a scrote. It sounds like a fucking Prince Charming. Beautiful. Was this the one man out of a billion who was actually kind and respectful? One who would treat me well? I'm guessing no. this is a rhetorical question. Well, since you're writing in here, we're going to go ahead and, and say probably not. Use our powers of deduction. Sounds like this one's probably, yeah. a dog. <laughs> no. Was this one who would treat me well? So far, what do you guys think, ladies? Yeah, the part about... I her- mean, you're roasting a scrote, so obviously not. Shout out to Luke Morin, who was just gifted a membership. Saying that he had never asked a woman out on a date screams low effort to me, but otherwise... So far, so good. Mostly, yeah. I mean, she didn't say anything. Yeah. So she continues. He mentioned that he was scared to ask me out because in my profile, I had said that I was only looking for people to hang out and not a relationship, as he was. Fair enough. That is the case. He drove me back to my home again. I offered him to come with me so we could hang out a bit more. This was part of my vetting. I was not intending to sleep with him, and I didn't have any weird or creepy vibes from him. He hesitated a bit, but then agreed. As we sat, talked, and had some tea, it was wonderful. We kept talking a lot, and he showed a lot of attention to me. While I was away for the job for a weekend, he confessed that he was in love with me, and I said I liked him back. Okay, first of all, oh. savage. Like, Fumet says I love you, and you're like, well, I like you back honestly nice anyways throughout the relationship we mostly had a good time at least in the beginning he would always drive me whenever i needed to go somewhere and would help me get a new fridge after mine and he helped me get a new fridge after mine broke he cooked for me did a lot of handicraft around the house to better things what i didn't mention he's an it student with a crafting hobby okay not bad he got me a new faucet and said that's great the old one dropped for example he's very attentive generally good to me and i loved his presence he made me feel safe i loved returning the favor We'll have the poll up for another five minutes or so. Um, currently, 68% no. Do we want to skip this episode? Yes or no is what the, we're voting on. I would often cook and bake for him, which he loved. There were some red flags I ignored, however, like how he always agreed with my politics. I'm politically active and extremely <laughs> left-wing, but most of his friends were conservative. One of his friends was also openly pro-abuse of women. What? Oh, my uh, God. How can you be oh my God. pro-abuse of women? What the fuck? So, continues. So his friend's profile picture on Steam is that of a gagged and bondaged woman. And when I looked him up online, he had multiple sites devoted to his praise for consensual non-consent. Oh, my God. So basically rape fantasy. What is Steam? Yeah. Women are into that shit, too, though. It's like he's trying to find his people. I've never heard of Steam. Steam is like a gamer platform where you download games, play games. It's a gaming platform, basically. Yeah. Mm. This worried Mm. me. When I talked to my boyfriend about this, he said he would talk to him about it. During the conversation, one of the topics was also porn, and I gave him a presentation of the wonderful Gail Dines. Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. I can just imagine sitting down with your boyfriend and just being like, please watch this presentation by Gail Dines. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's... And like- he's like pretending that he's super left-wing, so he's like, he's great. <laughs> I love Gail Dines. Hilarious to me. <laughs> I mean, I did this thing, actually. I told my boyfriend about Gail Dines, and, and it actually went quite well. But anyways... For his birthday, we went on a one-week vacation trip, and again, it was wonderful. He was great to me. But after a couple months, the math started to crumble. I saw that all of the material I'd ever sent him about anything was still open in his tabs, and he never watched them. Aw. His tabs were open for months? He opens a tab and doesn't close it for literal months? I smell a lie. That's reminding me of that bonus content we did about the Cosmo girl who like casually left feminist books on her boyfriend's coffee table thinking he was going to read it. Like he didn't read shit. I'm like, it's going to be collecting dust. Yeah. Hoping he'd read. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was cleaning the house with his mom, he was still living with his mom, which I didn't consider bad as he was a student, although he worked part time as well. Wait, while well, I was cleaning the house with his mom while he was still playing video games. Yeah. Why are you cleaning his house? His mom's house. Yeah. That's weird. Anyways, I was cleaning the house with his mom. He was still living with his mom, which I didn't consider bad as he was a student, although he worked part time as well while he was in his room playing video games. So he's playing video games and you and his mom are cleaning. That's fucking weird. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> tell that man to get off the video games. Tell him to get on his knees and scrub the floor. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you should be cleaning 
and he's playing video games. Yeah, that's just degrading. Place that he lives? At his house. Yeah. So when I was baking cakes for him, which I did very often, I asked him to get some eggs as we didn't have enough. He threw a tantrum and said, well, you're not doing it for me if you ask me to work for it. You always make me work so much. Okay, yeah, so he's fucking lazy, like we thought at the very beginning. (laughs) He's on Steam, for fuck's sake. Of course he's lazy. He has a Steam account. That's what you need to know. Yeah, so... The idea of, like, she's baking a cake for him and then go asking him to get some eggs. Oh, that's too much work. Like, if it's too much work to get a dozen eggs or whatever at the store, like, this man is not cut out for fatherhood. Or I mean, also, they might be really crappy at baking. And he's like, fuck, now I got to go get the eggs and pretend to just shovel this garbage down? Husbandhood, like, at all? But that's too much work for him? Yeah, it gets only harder right. from here. So <laughs> Yeah, it gets way harder from here. If he can't pass that <laughs> test, yeah, he's a genetic yeah. dead end. Like, it is what it is. That's life. He was very good at reading the room and knowing what he had to say to impress others. He enjoyed portraying me as crazy in front of family and friends and generally to humiliate me who subtly alluded to my trauma wait he subtly alluded to my trauma he knew in front of family and friends to see my reaction because it was a game to him okay so he's a fucking sociopath sociopath he sounds like sounds like a really like a massive dickhead anyways yeah he lacked remorse and whenever i said i was hurt or asked him to apologize he said i didn't do anything wrong when i baked for him he would take away plates of food from my hand and, and and then it cuts off because yeah. we didn't get the rest of Sarah's roast to scroll. Yeah, sir. So what? They need to roast this dude so badly. You didn't even get the end of it. <laughs> yeah, we replied asking for her for us, and then she left us on a cliffhanger like that. Like Sarah, if you listen to this, please send us part two of your roast to scroll, okay? Because we want to hear the rest of the story. I'm gonna use my powers of deduction. This guy sounds like moderately, you know, flawed. I guess not. You know, he has some issues, but who does? Didn't say that he was very ungrateful for the food she made and complained about it the whole time. Maybe it stinks. Yeah. I'm going to hope that she broke up with him in the end. Yeah, let's just go ahead and write that ending for it. Like, the ending should be that you broke up with him. He more than likely would just, like... And everything else basically shows that he's a type of guy who's just... A few more minutes to vote if he wants. ...used to women doing things for him. From the, like, I've never yeah. asked a woman out to you're cleaning his house while he's playing video games. To, like, he's not reading any of the things that you've given him. He doesn't seem like he's engaged in this relationship at all and just put you in that mommy McBang made slot. Yeah. So... That's pretty much all you are to him. He doesn't seem like he's invested in much of anything. So I hope he dumped his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Break up with his ass. I hope you did. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad you're here with us now, sis. But give us a part two. Anyways. Yeah. Give us a part two. So we'll try to catch it up if we get it. Yeah. So what's the next one? Janice or Bilbo? Yes. Next up on our roster, we have Janice. 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 And Janice says, so I was going to school in Boston to get my master's in library and info science. Great degree. So I love to walk and explore this city whenever I had free time. So I went to check out the big public library one day. So I was sitting at a table working on an assignment when a 30-something man approached me to chat. So this guy's married and he's looking for a second wife. That's my prediction. I'm not usually open to casual conversations that I'm a big introvert. What, what, big up introverts? But I said, why not? Since the guy seemed easy to talk to, it was a basic conversation at first. He mentioned that he thought I was attractive, so I knew why he was talking to me. Well, let's hope he didn't whip out the magic tricks. Even though I wasn't really interested. Then the conversation took a strange turn. He started talking about the show Sister Wives. What? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I've not dude. heard of that show. Yeah, that's a show on, like, I think it's TLC, but it's basically about polygamy, yeah, about polygamy instead of Mormon family where they have oh. a man with multiple wives. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. Okay. 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 It continues. And Jenna says, so I'm a fool for, in quotation marks, stupid things. So I couldn't resist listening to him tell me how much he loved the show and how much it's influenced what? his life. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. Oh, so now we're religion shaming on this podcast? Fucked up. Fucked up. Doesn't look like we're skipping this episode, by the way. To show me a book he borrowed from the library written by the stars of Sister Wives. It was essentially his Bible. He then asked me if I wanted to grab some food, to which I said okay, and he said he needed to grab something before we left. 
Why? Why did you say okay? <laughs> so, okay. So this is weird to me. So basically this guy is like an evangelist for this polygamous lifestyle. You know what this creeps me out about? Because this reminds me totally of like the Christian missionary people. Like this has happened to me multiple times. I don't know if people look at me and think I need Jesus or something, but like I've been out you in a do. public place. I've been minding my business. And sometimes if it's a man, I usually just ignore them. But a lot of times it'll be like a young looking woman and she'll just ask me for directions and I'll just be nice. And then the next thing I know, they're sitting down to me asking me if I've accepted their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if I've heard the good news that he can change my life around. And I'm like, I don't know why you're sitting here talking to me, but this reminds me of this, that this guy is basically an evangelist for whatever his church is that's allowing him to do this. You want to know something funny? I've mentioned this off the record to Bro and Savannah before, but I actually have this weird hobby where whenever religious people approach me to try to convert me to their religion, I will like pretend to be interested and I'll listen to their pitch. Again, I'm a salesperson. Part of being a good salesperson is learning from other salespeople. And I consider these evangelists to be like a form of salespeople, essentially. So I want to hear their pitch. I want to think like, oh, what are their areas of improvement for their value proposition, for their objection handling and so on. So, (laughs) And yeah, so I'll pretend to be interested in joining their religion. And then I'll try to do like almost like a counter conversion to them because I'm atheist, right? So I'll try to like poke holes in what they're saying. And like, you know how many times I've been called, what is it, a doubting Tom? What's that one guy who like didn't believe that Jesus came back to life until he saw the holes in the sense? Thomas, yeah. So you know how many times I've been compared to that guy? And like religious people always whip out the phrase like, you remind me of a doubting Tom as if like that's going to like, I- I've heard this so many times before. Okay, so I know exactly. How often are they religious people coming up to you to convert the you? playbook. You really do need it. So, But they always whip it out. I'm going to be like, wow, oh my gosh, I'm totally blown away. No, it's super predictable. Anyways, we'll have like a back and forth. You know how like sea slugs reproduce? Like they try to like stab each other with their penis so that they don't have to be the one that has to carry the babies or whatever. It's kind of like that. No, I didn't know what? that. But yeah, I guess I do know. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's kind of like that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they don't want to be the one that's pregnant. Yeah, so that's kind of what me arguing with religious people. You're trying to see slugs having a penis duel. You have way more patience than me because I'm like, I've heard it so many times that like as soon as I have, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, I don't know. But then again, I enjoy the process because I'm a fucking weirdo like that. Okay, so I like I like arguing with people. It's my resting nice face. Like people try to talk to me too much. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you, lady. Yeah, anyways, yeah. I thought this was quite amusing. But anyway, so she's like, I will say I'm, I am the kind of person where if a religious person's like, hey, you want to go grab some lunch? I'll be like, sure. I want to hear yourself. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just already tuning yeah. them out and thinking like. Yeah, but again, you yeah. were raised in the church. Uh, You're bored with this shit. Like I was not raised in the church. So I'm like, oh, what a fascinating little. I'm tired of people looking at me and thinking I need Jesus. Oh, like... I'm used to it. I just find it amusing. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Oh, so. Shout out to D. Tassie. Welcome to the Scroats, pal. Back to the story, yeah. Yeah, back to the story. The story continues. So he asked me if I wanted to grab some food, to which I said, okay. And he said he needed to grab something before we left. And we walked to the other side of the library where he had left his stuff, which was a couple of suitcases and a whole ass desktop computer. What? He was homeless. (laughs) He's homeless? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing at the homeless? He suggested we go to 7-Eleven and he said... (laughs) He would buy with his food stamp. <laughs> he suggested we go to Seven Eleven and that he would buy with his food stamp allowance. His food stamp allowance. <laughs> what? I would feel bad for taking food out of a man's mouth like that. Men will have nothing but the goddamn audacity. I swear to God. Good for him for shooting his shot. That guy's in a tough spot in life. About as tough as it can get, and he's still like. But it's like Go you are full it. on homeless and you're hitting on a woman in a library. Do you just not have any shame? And trying to get her to be polygamous on top of that, right? Like, she's <laughs> trying to sell her on polygamy. No, th- also, it sounds like her roaster strode is potentially like some legit crazy person at the library who talked her up. Like, who is she? 
Like, you know, normally I think most women in this situation would be like, uh, I'm good. And she's like, yeah, this guy's great. Yeah, sure, let's go get food. Like, asking about polygamy, that was like a compliance test. It was trying to see, sometimes men will talk about something like that to be like, to see if she'll go along with it. She passed the test, which is, again, this is a sort of, a compliance test is a test you want to fail. That's one test you want to fail. Yeah. <laughs> you want to fail this test, okay? You don't. You want to fail. This guy probably gets so much pussy though. And also if you're him and you're attractive enough where you're able to do this, you're like, yeah. I get to like sleep in a home tonight. Like you know, you could really improve your your standing in life if you can just nail down one bra. Hello, Cecily. <laughs> Badly. Yeah, like you don't ever want to be in a situation where a man's shit testing you, and then you pass, and he thinks great. Like she can put up with even more shit. He took her to Seven Eleven to buy food at his food stamp. So he's a guy that lives outside the library. It gets worse. I'm guessing he's that guy. <laughs> it continues. So it continues. Yeah. So the more we spoke, the dumber it became. He was currently separated from his wife after he tried to get his wife in line for the new life he was aspiring to. His wife kicked him out of the house and was keeping him away from their daughter. He was also in trouble with the other woman he wanted to marry. I guess she kicked him to the curb when she found out how stupid he was. (laughs) 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 He's recently homeless. I bet you this guy is right now, though, because this is like over a year later. This guy's probably doing okay. When men try to do this polygamy shit and then both women dump him. But he's like, he's my, you don't support my new lifestyle. Yeah, like this guy, he had a wife, right? And then he got greedy and he flew too close to the sun, tried to get a second wife, and then both of them dumped him. And his wings burnt off. Yeah, and then his yeah. wings melted off. Yeah. And he's still trying it. He's still trying it. He's still trying it with strangers. With his whole ass suitcases and desktop and desktop laptop. I can't believe this. <laughs> Ladies. Who wants two wives? The audacity. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you feel a little bit bad for feeling that, remember there are men who will be living homeless outside a library because their wife kicked them out for asking for her to get another wife and still. Guys, just remember when you're worried about shooting your shot, just remember that there are guys who have been kicked out of their homes. They're homeless. Their kids, their wife will not talk to them. Their second potential wife also won't talk to them. And they're still shooting their shot. And they're still probably getting it in from time to time. And a complete stranger and buy them food from 7-Eleven with food stamps with their whole chest. Yeah, ladies, never feel bad for asking for shit, okay? Because guaranteed, anything you could ask for is not enough. You honestly deserve more. These guys exist out here in great numbers. It's still hitting on you. It is. <laughs> okay, so Lilith, you did do your strategy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's yeah. doing what I do, basically, which is like when you find someone who's so crazy, you want to keep talking to them because it's I so agree. entertaining, right? <laughs> Yeah, you don't do that in New York City. That's how you get knifed in the face. <laughs> I really couldn't get enough of this craziness, even though I still had no interest in him. I kept talking to him for my what own entertainment. What are these noises? I met. It's called the fucking cough button, ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so pathetic. It's entertaining. I met him again and treated him to lunch whilst he went on and on and on about sister wife. Again, so she's meeting him for the second time. Like, she, this chick, this is like a good window into who earnestly is a fan of the female dating strategy because don't forget that this woman pays money to these chicks every month she's this is a patron right here so she pays money she went on a sec a second time at one point i kind of scoffed at it all and he got so angry i met him a third time and we went fuck out of here this is like at no point is there gonna be any awareness from the girls to be like hey crazy that this is who listens to our show this is what we're fucking with here. To the VA, so he could check on his disability payments. Oh, he was disabled? Sounds like this guy's a VA, so he's a veteran. Oh, you didn't mention <laughs> that. Not a date. 
Hey, babe. This guy's hey. literally a fucking, probably fought in like Iraq or some shit. Yeah, let's go to the VA to check on your disability <laughs> payments. He said he had PTSD from being in the military. And we then went to the Italian section of Boston where I bought myself some yummy pastries and none for him. He once again treated me to a food stamp 7-Eleven lunch. <laughs> we had a picnic in the Boston Common and it was a lovely day. Um, after lunch, like I knew I'd gotten as much <laughs> entertainment as I could out of him and I told him that I wouldn't be meeting him again. And then I went off by myself and went back to doing what I love, exploring the city. I know it sounds reckless and stupid for me to spend so much time with him, but I really didn't have much else going on at the time. I probably wouldn't do it again if given the option to spend a few days with a crazy sister-wives fanatic. Wow, I don't know what to say. Oh wait, no, there's more. Yeah, I wanted to add that when I said I scoffed at his obsession, I had been listening to him talk all that nonsense, but I accidentally let it slip that it was all BS. He became angry and started to defend his beliefs, and I switched to being dip- <laughs> You don't support my beliefs! <laughs> He's literally a and veteran. I switched to being diplomatic <laughs> and reassured him that he had some valid points. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know why, because I've experienced this before where, like, I've called a guy out on his, for example, him saying that, that he wouldn't mind if he slept with a woman who was married. And then when I call them out on it, they're like, why are you attacking my beliefs? As if it's like, I'm attacking their religion. I was like, it's it not a belief true. like that. That's disordered thinking. That's faulty yeah. thinking. Like, they just, oh. No, I'm criticizing your decisions and like. Sky probably okay, would, like, would treat this chick better than she's ever been treated in her life, but she's got to put up with a little bit of the baggage. You know, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's not like yeah. criticizing your religion well, or something, which, I mean. And even religion is criticized, so I don't really. You're literally criticizing a religious disabled veteran, you pieces of shit. You know what they're getting at when they try and do the whole, you can't criticize me because I think what I think. I'm going to start using that on men, actually. Like, anytime a man criticizes me, if, I don't know, being materialistic or being a gold digger or something, I'll be like, how dare you criticize me for my <laughs> beliefs? I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the thing. It's like, men really don't like it when women treat them the way that they treat women. So whenever I do that sort of thing, or if a guy's being really angry or emotional or rational, I'll be like, oh my gosh, you're being so irrational right now. You're being so emotional right now. Can't you just be rational right now? That kind of thing. Men fucking hate it when women talk to them like that. Yeah, so that's why I do it, because it's entertaining. Anyway. But women love being talked to like that. Yeah. I don't know why I spent energy on that idiot. The only philosophy I agreed with him was that women work well together, especially when they build support structures to meet each other's needs when children are involved. Wait, so this scrope wanted to build a haram to basically raise his kids? That's why he's saying that? Of course, of course. Probably those kids would have a great childhood. It's so he doesn't have to do any work. (laughs) It's for less work for him. Read the next line. She says, don't need a man for that, really. True. Queen, if his sister wife's dreams came true, he would be a third will because he would bring nothing to the table. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, no, he wouldn't have anything. I mean, he's living outside the library on food stamps and disability. So maybe his disability, I guess he had PTSD. I was like, is he delusional? Paranoid schizophrenic? You know, something where... Like, what's wrong with him? Yeah, explain his, like, absolute delusion and audacity. But then again, it's just male pattern delusion. Male pattern delusion isn't a medical diagnosis, I don't think, is it? (laughs) Male pattern delusion. We should, honestly, there's over 500 diagnoses. If they can put fucking grief disorder in the DSM-5, I'm pretty sure we could put male pattern delusion in DSM-5. Let's make it happen. We're gonna have to fucking put listening to a female dating strategy in that thing. Yeah. Well, did you know that gaming disorder actually is now in the DSM-5 as well? Just dropping that out there. Gaming disorder? Is it now? <laughs> it is. <laughs> there should actually be a subsection specifically for, you know how there used to be like hysteria for women? We need to have testeria <laughs> for men. Hysterical men. <laughs> like, a li- a, we need th- By the way, I don't know if you know this, but it's so funny that the word hysteria, or no, hysterectomy... Oh, no, yeah, hysteria comes from, like, hysterectomy or whatever. There needs to be a subsection for conditions that only affect men psychologically. It needs to be, have you been triggered by FDS in the past <laughs> six months? Are you still triggered? Are you still listening despite being triggered every single time, even though you can completely involuntarily turn you it off? You may have obsessive FDS disorder. 
But no, but no, but if you know how like the DSM is made, it's literally a bunch of mainly old white men sitting around the table deciding stuff. So I love that the DSM is a bunch of old white men. Yeah, that should be in the DSM too. FDS yeah. related to hysteria. Yeah, like male pattern delusion, biologically delusional. Biological delusion. Maleness is a psychiatric disorder. That's basically what it is. Male biological delusion. I think it's real. I think this it's a hell. real thing. I think it's just a part of their maleness. Like they have to believe stupid things because yeah. that's what makes them like go out into the world and do the impossible to a certain extent. But sometimes it just gets all crisscrossed and they just believe entirely incredibly stupid things. <laughs> or I don't know. Yeah. It's crisscrossed with their entitlement and then it becomes a problem for us. Right? <laughs> so I'm dead serious. I'm not even like saying this ironically or to be funny. Dead serious. We need to have a section in DSM-5 that explains maleness as a psychiatric disorder. No <laughs> cap. create a petition so we can sign. <laughs> like, we want to add male pattern delusion. Nope. <laughs> That's an actual psychological problem. Just to troll the DSM-5. So it's an actual psychological disorder. <laughs> yeah. We need to troll the DSM-5. It's not fucking Wikipedia. Well, thanks, Janice. That was a very entertaining story. We appreciate it. And we'd just like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, Danny no. Piper. If you're no. about my getting help, it's of my, quote, faults and deficiencies, where I thought they were deal breakers, no. about my getting help. Hope you're doing okay, sis. As I was 18 and was about a year. So back to the show. Skip too far. Third on the show. docket. All right is anonymous so i guess i'll read this one from anonymous i got into my first real long-term relationship when i was 18 and was about a year into university it was really great at first and i thought we had a lot in common since we were both high achievers interested in politics unfortunately at that time i was suffering from an extremely debilitating anxiety disorder it was so bad i couldn't even take the bus without having a panic attack and regularly self-harm to deal with overwhelming emotions hope you're doing okay sis as well as dealing with an undiagnosed autoimmune disorder i wasn't fully aware that my anxiety or the pain i was in was abnormal or strange and i thought getting into a relationship at that age was normal so i went for it how old are you i guess 18 it's not abnormal to get in a relationship at 18 okay so my ex was particularly adamant about my getting help especially because my anxiety made sex extremely difficult and despite his reassurances <laughs> that he didn't care if he could have penetrative sex i felt extremely insecure about it he was also around the age of 18 she was 18 she's desperately tried to fix it oh i feel so sad for her yeah throughout the relationship i was hospitalized several times for debilitating pain and mental health issues and sought help with therapists doctors and other professionals even throughout the pandemic and i finally felt like things were improving and life was getting better through all of this there was a persistent tension between the two of us about all of my quote faults and deficiencies where i thought they were deal breakers and i even tried numerous times to break up with him because i thought he was lying about being okay with the problems but he always convinced me to come back he also had various other red flags that I ignored, including his insistence that he had red flags when he went Fucking into politics, nerve. he would want me to be more presentable and sociable. And while I pushed back, he also had various other red flags that I ignored, including his insistence that when he went into politics, he would want me to be more presentable and sociable. And while I pushed back, other people supported him. So I reluctantly tried to prepare myself for that eventuality. So he wants to be a politician and he wants you to be a politician's girlfriend, despite all of your anxiety issues, I guess. Politician's wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sorry, sis, but if you've got anxiety, being a politician's wife is not the career path. Yeah, that's not the profession yeah. to be in. You should be a gamer. First of all, I want to say, actually, it's a red flag that when she says, I pushed back, other people supported him. That made the hairs stand on, on the back of my neck. But yeah. He was also not particularly attractive and fairly overweight, so his comments seemed hypocritical when I put far more effort into my appearance than him. All the veiled criticisms just made me more insecure and more determined to get better for him. No, girl... But I mean, again, I, they said this before, but like, if you get better for him, but then you do get better, even if that means, you know, you're doing it for the wrong reason, but you got better. You can't get better for you. That you have not been able to figure out. You cannot get better for you. But if you can get better for him, isn't that a win? Once again, like men have the audacity because she has so many issues. It's easy for him to Eesh. not focus on his own. So this yeah. sounds like a, a situation where he's with her because then he can just always make her the problem, even though he doesn't really work on his own appearance, et cetera. Sounds like That's she's a problem. Armchair. Initial impression. Let's say that. My initial impression based on what you've presented here. 
Yeah, I also think it's really sad that when women get criticized like this, they think, oh, I have to be better for him. Whereas when men get criticized, they just attack the woman. They try to put her down and stuff. So yeah, it's important to be aware of this in relationship dynamics. And if you ever feel like you're in a situation where you have to improve yourself to be better or to deserve good treatment from men, stop yourself. It's better to just break up with someone like that because that's kind of an abusive dynamic. Yeah. Anyways, although I felt like things were a little distant during the pandemic since I was living at home and I was in an apartment in the city, I thought everything was okay. We arranged to move into an apartment together for the new school year, despite having been together for less than two years. Big mistake. I moved into the apartment first since I had all the pots, pans, dishes, and other appliances, and he moved in about a week later. After we moved in, all his stuff and his parents left. Things were extremely tense, and he was looking at me, not saying anything. Uh Uh-oh. When I asked... That's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. When I asked what was wrong, he sighed and said that this wasn't working and he needed to say something about it. I asked what he was talking about, and he told me the relationship wasn't working. And he was feeling really insecure about us being together. And he wanted to take a break. Also, she's just moved what? in. <laughs> she just moved in. What is wrong with this guy? And you want to take a break when you've just moved in? <laughs> yeah, don't do, don't do that. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with this? It's- I mean, that shit happens, though. I mean, people, I know women, that's happened more. Uh, I had an ex, actually, where we moved in together and literally like pretty much the first day. She was like, I don't know about this. I go, yeah, maybe you uh, should have brought this up earlier. We were together for another year. So obvious this guy just wanted like a roommate that he could fuck that he could like share rent with. I don't know. Yeah. yeah sounds sick. Uh, what dick. Yeah. But she comes with her own issues and now he's got to actually invest yeah. in relationships. Then, so he's like, oh, this is going to be much more work than I thought. Yeah. He just wanted someone to move in who had all the pots and pans. He just didn't want to have to buy his own pots, pans and dishes and shit. Like, <laughs> okay. Anyways. So he says he wants to take a break. She writes, I was devastated. I asked why he'd wanted to do this. And he spilled a bunch of stuff about how my mental health problems were too much despite his numerous assurances that they weren't, that I was too clingy and dependent, I wasn't social enough around his friends, and that both of us should see what else was out there. Fuck this fucking guy. Exactly. I mean, this would have been a fun... But again, if this was the other way around, and there was some dude who was so depressed he couldn't get out of fucking bed, and he was all this stuff, they'd be like, ditch his fucking loser ass. Instantly Fine ditch. conversation before you moved in together. Yeah. So... I also just think it's really shitty when men will be like, first of all, okay, men often will specifically target mentally ill women because they see them as more vulnerable and easy to manipulate and stuff. And then they'll reassure them, oh no, your mental illnesses aren't too much for me. No, I accept you, blah, blah, blah. And they say all this stuff. Well, that's a lie. Men are trying to dodge mentally ill women like fucking landmines. It's just it's pretty hard. Basically to say what the woman wants to hear because women who are either like neurodivergent or who have some kind of mental illness often are led to believe like, oh, I'm too much of a hassle. Like I'm too much of a burden and so on. So when they finally meet a guy who she feels accepts her for who she is, she feels like safe. She feels sort of almost trauma bonded in a way with him. And then for him to pull out the rug out from under her being like, no, actually, your mental health issues were actually a problem for me this whole time. And I was just lying about the fact that it wasn't. It's just highly, highly manipulative. I consider it emotionally abusive. It is a manipulation tactic to earn her trust and then pull the rug out from under her like that. He could be like a hopeless people pleaser type, in which case that ends up being ultimately harmful because he's taking on more of a burden with this person than he can realistically do and then making her feel bad about it the entire time. Or he's an abusive piece of shit who enjoys targeting women who are emotionally unstable because it makes him feel like he gets some kind of pleasure out of keeping her unstable. Sounds to me like he was just trying to do the good thing and then eventually just he's like, yeah, it's it's got too far. To a certain extent. So yeah. I'm willing to say based on what here, it could be one of two of those things. Like he keeps going along with it because he thinks it's going to make things better and make her happy. And then it really does it. And he's getting frustrated. Or he's one of those guys that's just attracted to broken women because it gives them a sense of narcissistic. I'm going with the deliberately manipulative <laughs> one because, yeah, I don't know. I 
again, I don't like to give men the benefit of the doubt. In this case, it does seem like a deliberate men are trash. manipulation strategy. And yeah, it just makes me really angry. Anyways, let's see if there's more clues. Let's keep going. Let's keep reading. Yeah. So I wasn't social enough around his friends that both of us should see what else is out there. That's the other thing. It sounds like he's trying to go for like an open relationship or poly situation. So again, fuck that guy. He also made it very clear that my crying was distressing to him because he was worried that if he broke up with me, I would try to hurt myself. And that was why he kept all his real opinions about me to himself. This- that is totally valid. I think a lot of people are listening to this, mostly men, but women too, I guess. We're like, yeah, I, I mean, you obviously presented that like hurting. You said at the beginning that you were self-harming. So she probably has said at some point, she's like, you know, if, if you break up with me, I'll probably kill myself. And he's like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. So I guess I'll stick along. And then he's living with her. And he's like, what have I done? This was particularly hurtful because he knew my self-harm was difficult to control and I was incredibly honest with him throughout our relationship. Feeling painful. That's fucking extortion. So he's like, yeah, I got to be in this relationship because you're going to kill yourself. Secrets and stories of abuse and believed him when he insisted I had nothing to worry about despite the fact that my suspicions were right. He kept saying all this stuff because he doesn't want you to kill yourself. So he's trying to essentially blame her for the fact that he was dishonest. Yeah. Even though he had no reason to be dishonest. That's why I'm saying manipulative. Not Yes, he did have many reasons to be dishonest. She kept threatening to self-harm. Not clueless. That's a yeah. slam dunk. This is one right of those there. things with people that have some, I know some people don't believe in personality disorders, but some of the people that have like maladaptive ways that they relate to people, they end up pushing people away because they are so reactive and insecure about this kind of thing. So it could be that he was trying to execrate himself from it. And then if she's having a meltdown, like those people pleasing tendencies kick in and then he wants. If by people pleasing, you don't want her to cut her arms up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess and it's too calculating. I think that what he wanted was to break up with her and just like Lilith said, just keep her around because he sees her as clingy and dependent, which works for him when it suits him. But he also wants the freedom to go and see and fuck other people. So I think he knows exactly what he's doing. And he did it when she moved in to inflict maximum damage and maximum vulnerability. I don't get any people-pleasing vibes from him at sure. all. Like there's no other aspect of this story in which he sounds like a people-pleaser, like at all. And so she can't run away, at least not as easily. Again, I would be more amenable to the belief that he was clueless and people-pleasing before moving in. But the fact that he does it the week that he moved in tells me that this was probably all planned. Yeah, it's bollocks. It was planned. Bollocks. Yeah. I tried to keep it together for the conversation so I wasn't manipulating him. Manipulating is in scare quotes. So so I wasn't manipulating him. Yeah, spilling painful secrets, stories of abuse, and believed him when he insisted that I had nothing to worry about despite that my suspicions were right. I, I mean, but like, again, how, if you're the guy in that situation, how do you get out of that? How do you get out of that like, he, uh, this is my opinion. He sounds like he was trying to, you know, maybe didn't handle it the best. Should definitely not have waited until they moved in together. That is the worst. But I'm sure the entire time leading up to that point, he was just like, look, I'm, you know, I, I don't know what I can say that won't cause a, like an absolute meltdown. And he's just like, I'm just hoping it'll get better. That, that, that sounds like he's just hopeful that it'll just get better. It never got better. And then he just was too far Tried to keep it together for the conversation so i wasn't quote-unquote manipulating him but cried quietly in my room the whole night this is another thing is some men will be it's like annoying when you cry can you just not cry or have any negative emotional reaction yes to get around me and then the woman feels he has to suppress her normal reaction to a man being shitty like in this case she's not going to cry around him she's going to cry in her room by herself okay so the thing about the self-harm thing is again is like what's triggering the self-harm that's what's concerning to me is men it just normal behaviors as it like is he like subtly manipulating her and doing things that make her feel bad that are triggering the self-harm and so she's spiraling out of control she said she couldn't take the bus what does that have to do with him but like really got a lot of issues to work on before she can be a really healthy partner no i think this guy there's something seriously wrong with him and that being around him there have been times it's triggering there have been times where i've been in a relationship with a man where like he's good on paper to my face he's fine but there's just that thought at the back of my mind i'm like something's not quite right 
that gut instinct being something's wrong. And I'll just for no reason, just start developing eating disorder tendencies or like anxiety or feeling depressed and so on. And I've no explanation for it. There's nothing else wrong in my life except for my relationship. And then once we break up, all of the eating disorder, all of the mental health problems that I was having go away because he was a source of stress in my life, whether I was aware of it or not. Humans, I don't know, we're very good at like being able to sense when someone is a predator. Do you ever meet someone who's sort of psychopathic or sociopathic? Look, and- I'm telling you, this guy getting out of this relationship, if, if he manages to weasel out of this thing, is best day of his fucking life. The spring in his step, he's trying to be the good guy like, Even though they're smiling, my opinion. you can tell something, there's something yeah. wrong with their eyes. You can tell something's wrong, right? And their presence makes your heart go up, you know? Some guys like get off on being the martyr. Maybe it's not even people pleasing so much as they like being the martyr to like the quote crazy girl, right? So he could be triggering her in the sense of like he clearly doesn't take a lot of this stuff serious. That's the thing too is like everybody was in the chat was like, well, crazy girls are the best in bed and they are, but they weren't even having sex. She said she couldn't even do it. So it's like he's sticking around just for the potential. Obviously, I don't know. Or at least is trying to make it her issue, but then, you know, look to his family and friends, like see what I put up with, see what I'm doing. I'm trying to help her, et cetera. And then like get his narcissistic supply for that. Well, I think deep down she can sense that there's something wrong with him, that he's has some predatory... Something wrong with him? The fucking nerve of these ladies. Tendencies. Wow. That's what I'm reading anyways. And I think deep down she knows this, but his words are not matching that. He's reassuring her. He's telling her, babe, it's fine. And so on. And so it creates... because yeah, he's trying to tell himself that it's fine. He goes, look, this is not a permanent situation. Eventually she will get past this, but she's not. It's sort of like cognitive dissonance. It's very like confusing and very conflicting and hard to deal with kind of thing. So... Yeah. I'm only saying this is a person who's been around people who self-harm and sometimes they're triggered by what I would consider literally nothing. I'm a little bit splitting difference here until we have more information. And I'm not trying to be rude. Thank you for sending this in, Opie. It's just more sometimes when you have mental health issues, you don't have the ability to objectively look at situations. And so I'm not saying that- Unless you're a woman and then you're a perfect queen and you do. It's not real. I'm just trying to see like what evidence are we having here. But to lend credence- Honestly, fairly reasonable answer, I guess. That's the first reasonable thing they've said for this whole thing. Saying like sometimes people who are abusive, they're not physically abusive, but they're emotionally invalidating, right? And trying to martyr themselves by emotionally invalidating people. Maybe. You know, sorry. Let's emotionally just- invalidating. So is that, what What, do you, what even is that? That's a, such a chick thing. But so what is that? So your girl's like, I'm going to kill myself because I have such bad anxiety and nothing works and- and then what are you supposed to say? Like, you're like, you shouldn't do that. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. And you're like, you're emotionally invalidating. Like, Let's keep reading. She cried quietly in her room the whole night. He kept up his taking a break thing for about two weeks, despite the fact that we were living in the same tiny apartment and avoiding each other was nearly impossible. And we went on long walks where he could reveal more and more cruel things about what he really thought about me during the relationship, as well as fucked up stories about his childhood as a way of confessing the things he wasn't honest about in the relationship. Oh my God, he's so fucking manipulative. <sighs> Okay. During one painful conversation, he told me that he believed I wouldn't get into law school in the same city where he wanted to go to grad school. And so he was worried about a long distance relationship, despite the fact that I had better grades than him overall. He also told me stories about his childhood, which he withheld throughout our relationship, despite his expectation that I tell him everything, what I went through as a kid. But his stories were not about him being victimized, but being the victimizer and doing fucked up things because he, quote, didn't know any better. Yeah, okay. This totally changes our perception. See what I mean? This guy's fucking shitty. Yeah. (laughs) I knew it. Yeah, so this is like a guy that gets either narcissistic supply off of manipulating emotionally unstable women and then feeling being like the martyr in that situation, or he's sadistic of some kind. So I do think he is sadistic in some way. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not about fucked up stories from his childhood about not about him being victimized, but being the victimizer and doing... I would love to get this guy's side of the story. Fucked up things because he didn't know any better. I tried not to cry or react negatively to these revelations so I could look supportive and again, not manipulate him with my emotional responses. This is how fucking manipulative he is, is he's managed to convince her that she is the manipulative one. I mean, there's nothing more manipulative than a woman crying in a relationship. That might be the most manipulative thing because women know they're like, yeah, 
Fucking turn on the waterworks, get what you want. We're having completely normal emotional reactions to his manipulation. Like, how fucked up is that? You see what I'm saying? I guess I'm trying to put two and two together. What he said and then versus how she reacted to it, right? He's kind of a dick, right? But most of the time when your boyfriend's a dick, you don't go spiraling out of control and wanting to cut yourself over it. He doesn't seem like he's outwardly physically abusive to her. She's not saying she wants to cut herself. She's saying that she's holding back. Also, this is like, it sounds like they're talking about grad school. So like, we're talking about people in their early 20s, maybe like late teens. Like these relationships don't even work anyways. Like it's, that's like the thing that most people at that age should be told is like, look, the odds of this relationship sticking is very low. So don't put too much pressure on yourself or, you know, like this is likely not going to last like very high likelihood. It might, it's not a 0% chance, but it's low. Or avoiding saying certain things because she doesn't want to seem like the manipulative person. Meanwhile, he is the one who's actually being manipulative. He's basically backfooted her. He's accused her. He told her that the crying was manipulative, right? Or whatever. So she's now trying to behave in a way that's more desirable to him. So as to not prove as so as to try to go against whatever stupid accusation he's made against her. Right. Yeah. What is she specifically reacting to? And I'm not trying to get too deep into the nitty gritty, but it's like if she's reacting to him being just kind of a dick like this, I still feel like it's giving other people control over your emotions in a way that I feel like is even not taking responsibility for yourself. Like, yes, you can be really triggered by people and things can be really unharmful. But at the end of the day, you should be able to express yourself but not have it be like an explosive cry fit. <laughs> like yeah. if you don't, well, I mean, she clearly doesn't have control of her emotions though. I think we got that out of the, the response. Way. Yeah. That's not what she's talking about though. She's not even saying that she's holding back from an explosive cry fit. She's saying she doesn't even want to have a seemingly negative reaction. And I've been in this situation where the man says like, Oh, it's like really manipulative of you to cry when I say shitty things to you kind of thing. And then I try to not even have a negative facial expression or whatever, when he's done something shitty, it basically conditions me to not mm. want to have any kind of to reaction react at all. That way. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. My pattern recognition mode is activated in this story. Well, I talked about this in our Dr. Jess episode, having been on the other side with having family members or people I know that have mental illness. Sometimes their reactions are truly out there and they don't have the ability to like see it objectively. So I'm, not, I'm just like splitting the difference until we have more information. But I also think like the entire... I don't think that she's having... Sounds like she's getting roasted a little bit. This is not... She's, I don't know if she's supposed to be the scrotum. An extreme but... reaction in this case. I think she's actually underreacting. But anyways, so she continues saying, yeah, she didn't want to manipulate him with her emotional responses. She says, by this point, I just wanted the situation to end. I couldn't stand the feeling of this in-between or us living together with attention. So I decided to write a letter telling him all the reasons why he should stay. Oh, my God. All the- she wrote it in her blood, of course. Very on brand. Reasons why he should stay with me and how I would change for him. Like the biggest pick Misha in the universe. This is her words, not mine, by the way. She says, like the biggest pick Misha in the universe. Girl. Okay. I honestly think that he gets off on her doing this, on her begging and like crying and writing letters and shit. Yeah. I definitely think because this guy just is 21 years old, has no idea how to deal with this relationship, wants to be out of this shit so badly and just doesn't know how to do it. That legit has happened to me before. And doesn't want to be mean enough that she kills herself. For when a guy, this isn't like my <laughs> pick, me, pick, pick me days as well, but when a guy wanted to leave me and then I was like, I think we should stay together. And he literally said, oh, convince me why we should stay together. It's like an ego thing, right? She want you to basically beg for their attention and time. Yeah. If I was in this. I mean, he wanted to break up with you. I don't know. These chicks were talking about fucking sales 20 minutes ago about all these sales pitches. Situation, I would have written a letter being a letter of eviction, basically kicking him the fuck out. It's like, it's my place. <laughs> but that's just me. And again, this is post-FDS being me pre-FDS. I might have done something pick me-ish like that. But anyways, so she writes, I took him to a park and read the letter out loud to him, even practicing beforehand so that I wouldn't cry when I read it to him. And it seemed to satisfy him enough that he wanted to get back together. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, this guy's big mistake, dude. You're out. You're out. You're moving to some new city with a going to law school. You're gonna be pumped. You're out. Steaming piece of shit. You got out. But I told him to think it over for a week while I went home over the break, and we could have another conversation when I got back. About halfway through the break, my ex called me on Zoom, looking grim. 
He said that while talking to his mother, he realized that being with me wasn't what was best for him. And I asked him why he decided to do this over Zoom and not wait until I was back home. He said it was because he realized in his conversation with his mom that he, quote, just wasn't in love with me anymore and needed to tell me quickly to, quote, get it over with. I hung up on him. He moved out and left me the apartment, which was worse because now I couldn't afford the rent and had to quickly find a new roommate. Do you know what I think is more- Shouldn't have written him that eviction letter. More likely he found someone else yeah. in that time. Because no. men yeah. don't tend to leave generally unless- He's 21. I guarantee you. This dude's a nerd. He's into politics. This guy is not some fucking pussy hound. They've got someone else to monkey yeah. punch to. Yeah, exactly. And he probably told her like, oh, I just don't love you anymore as a way to make her feel even more shitty and to put the blame on her. Anyways. Yeah. So, so she needed to find a new roommate. And he kept stopping by and dropping off gifts like cookies and cards for holidays, despite, fuck this fucking guy, he's so manipulative, oh my god, okay, cookies and cards for holidays, despite me telling him to leave me alone for the while. Oh, piece of shit, cookies and cards? What a fucking piece of shit! When I told my friends and parents about this, they would gush about how he was such a great guy, but I knew he was just trying to stop me from being angry at his behavior, and when I got mad at gifts, I would look like the bad guy. That's- I honestly think he's just trying to keep you alive. Exactly! If you tell a guy, stop giving me gifts, and he keeps giving gifts- He's doing that so that he doesn't have to look like the bad guy, so that he can assuage his own guilt, and that if she has a negative reaction to it, then she can look like the bad guy. Again, he's so fucking manipulative. So He just sent you cookies. He's not even there to see the response. You could just throw them in the garbage. He still wanted to be friends, but I was so angry at how he treated me during the breakup, I thought there was no going back and decided to go no contact. I left him a long message about how terrible he was and then blocked him on everything. Yeah, I wouldn't have done the message thing. Just block him on everything without saying anything. Yeah, just block him. Like I said, it's tough for me to even go through this because I'm like, man, if you feel like someone's mentally unstable, it can be hard to walk away from that situation completely. And this is not me trying to defend the boyfriend because I do think it could be manipulative if he's doing it for the approval of others, right? To be like, look at me, look at how great of a guy I am sending her cookies and shit despite no this is how narcissists fucking act, bro. Like they do this sort of shit so that they can look good because again, narcissists care about their public image, right? They want to look good in front of other people while they treat their partner privately like shit. Okay, so but she only says like she told her friends and family. I don't know if he told his or not or whatever, but yeah. No, that's the other thing. Okay, so my narcissist ex, he would do these sorts of things. And if I ever talked about it with my family, they'd be like, oh, what a great guy he is. And then make me feel like I'm the bad guy for having. Because you might have been the bad guy. Have you ever seen the meme from Peep Show or whatever? Mitchell and whatever. Mitchell and Webb. The, are we the baddies? Sometimes you are the baddie. The problem with it. He did these sorts of things, right? This is exactly how a fucking narcissist acts. It's triggering my pattern recognition mode like crazy. Because again, he's not doing it for her benefit. Even asking to be friends or wanting to be friends. He's not doing that because he actually cares about her as a person. It's because he wants to keep her around. So that he No. Uh, okay. I don't think he wants to keep her around. I th- this is my take. I could be wrong. I think he doesn't want the guilt associated with his ex-girlfriend killing herself or doing something horrible over him. And I think he's trying to buffer that whole thing. Just be like, look, I'm doing everything nice. I'm trying to be the nice guy. Please don't kill yourself. Hoover her later or such. He can try to like get with her later in case his new girlfriend or whatever doesn't work out. Like he wants to keep her on the back burner. You think he wants to keep her on the back burner to come to that back to that fucking fun house? No. On the bench, you know? Maybe. I feel like we're inferring stuff that's not necessarily there. That's the problem. It's really hard yeah. for me to, based on what's written here, to go all in what you're saying. I can definitely see that being the case. Yeah. So the last part, while the breakdown of this relationship was a huge blow and it was a serious rock bottom in terms of self-esteem and mental health issues, I have been dedicating myself to rebuilding and dealing with my issues outside of a relationship. Although I'm far from perfect, I am back in university and I've been accepted into law school despite my myriad of problems. Congratulations. Yes, queen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, queen. Yes. While trying to help my friend and her relationships and while I'm staying away from... Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely you should be handing out advice to your friends on how to... Waiting for now to work on myself. It feels like a revelation and an antidote to the issues I was blindsided by in my first relationship. 
I love you girls and the refreshing commentary you give makes me feel less alone in my experiences. So I hope to share my own struggle with poor mental health in a relationship to make others feel less alone as well. Thank you for all you do. Oh, thanks, sis. Thank you for sending this in. And hopefully we got something out of that conversation because I don't know, it's like, it's such a difficult thing. Like, how do you navigate it? I mean, we can do get some experts on our like navigating a relationship when you have really poor mental health. Thing we always say is like, get your shit together before you get in a relationship because of the fact mm-hmm. you're more likely to make your bed people and also push away people who are healthy for you ultimately and that's kind of the tough thing about when you're struggling with mental health and you don't have a built-in support system you have to be honest because obviously you're struggling with something but it's like there's got to be a strategy in a way to do it to repel the toxic people and then also not exhaust the good people in your life who really do want to take care of you and do think good things for you so maybe that's a strategy we can talk about all right so and our fourth and final rose to is from grace grace writes met a guy on bumble after a few weeks of talking we decided rather last minute to go on a date on the date, he told me he hadn't had the COVID vaccine yet, as he hasn't been registered with a GP or dentist in 10 years. Oh, okay. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I what does that have to do with the COVID vaccine have to do with a GP? Hate. Sounds like this guy just didn't want it. To see what his grill looks like. 10 years. You've... Oh, yeah? The British one? Yeah, Savannah? You, you hate to see what his grill looks like? Why don't you fucking look out your mirror window? Why did I say mirror? Look out the window. Hop into the dentist. We don't have free healthcare here, so I don't know what country this person. No, this is NHS. Oh, this is oh, the UK. Oh, and oh. even like no excuses, then. <laughs> Living in privilege. <laughs> <laughs> but even, but to be fair, even on the NHS, for some reason, your teeth are not free. But it's still like a hell of a lot cheaper than, say, like the US, because I have to pay for my teeth cleanings, and it's like max fifty quid if on a certain income or. Yeah, but you probably have insurance. You go to an NHS dentist, it's like thirty quid. So he's got no fucking excuse. Quake, on top of that, it? generally speaking, British people don't have the best. I mean, we're not known for our fabulous, for our fabulous. You don't say. Grill. So, <laughs> oh my God, I'm picturing his teeth now and it's grim. Absolutely grim. Grim. <laughs> I would almost guarantee as well, this guy's teeth, he's got teeth missing. He won't have all his teeth in his head. Some of them would have gone. With 10 years of built up plaque. <laughs> so yeah. imagine British teeth, but then even worse. You know what? This actually reminds me of a date that I went yeah. on. I think it was like eight months ago now and the guy when i saw his pictures this is like oh. a blind date like i hadn't met him before <laughs> so he was wasn't like smiling in his pictures i didn't know that he didn't have any front teeth but yeah when i met him in real life he didn't have any front teeth and i was like i asked my friend i'm like why do you hate me anyways okay <laughs> yeah okay so okay you're gonna lose it when you find out the reason why he hasn't been registered with a gp or dentist so he hadn't been to a gp or dentist in 10 years because he didn't know his nhs number he has spent a number of years out of the country, so I tried to <laughs> rationalize this, but kept thinking two things. He could have gone into a walk-in center for his vaccine, and ugh, when was the last time he got STD tested? Yeah, never. Yeah. Never. He's never been STD At least not tested. in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, she still assumes that he's getting ass. She goes, he hasn't been tested, but even with all this stuff, still he smashing. Never. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know my NHS number off the top of my head, but it's really easy to get. Like, if you go on the NHS website and just put in your personal details, they'll text you your NHS number. So... Can you just go there and can the Sorry. doctor, can the practitioners look it up? Yeah. Well, yeah. But even if you don't even have to leave your house, you can look it up from a website. If you just put in your details, like your date of birth, full name, whatever, they'll text it to you. Yeah, that's ridiculous. This is the amount of effort he puts in his own life. So you can imagine what's going to be going on with him. Unless he has some insane job where he works all the time, which I he highly doubt. But still, 10 years is insane. 10 years is inexcusable. Yeah, even if you have an insane job, those people will still have five minutes at lunch break. It's not like they're literally working 24-7, right? So... No, this guy is just supremely, supremely lazy. Just neglecting himself. We arranged a second date and had a nice breakfast. Wait, you went on a second date with this guy? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'll- Again, these chicks are all scrotes. All these chicks who were trying to roast a scrote, you're scrotes too. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. And had a nice breakfast in a cafe. I noticed he was messaging someone, so I asked him what's up. He said, ooh, I can't tell you this will make me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Like, don't. 
do the bad thing? Why would you volunteer that information? But also, why wouldn't you just wait until after the date to take the call or the text? So it's like he's drawing attention to it Ugh. by doing it during the date itself. He goes, so that was my wife. I'm a polygamist. Do you want to go down to the library? If you're really trying to like not look bad, you would just put it on silent and then talk to her and get back to it later. Yeah. But yeah, let's keep going. So she writes, I looked at him. He said, so I went for a shower this morning and didn't have my towel as it was in the wash. So I used one in the bathroom to dry my body and hung it back up. Turns out it was my flatmate's face towel. And now he's messaging me as he's pissed off. Yeah. So he's gross to everybody in his life. He's gross to himself. He's gross to his roommate. Yeah. Probably left like shit state. He probably goes in the shower, doesn't wash his ass. So goes through the whole process of having a shower and still has a shitty butt crack. Probably left a massive streak on his roommate's face towel. And that's why he's pissed off. I feel like I can smell this guy through the screen somewhere. His smell is just drifting through my nose. Just smells like shit. Just B.O. and shit. Like, he doesn't go to the, he doesn't go to the dead end. Savannah, your, your house smells like B.O. and shit? It's, oh, terrible breath. It smells like toilet water yeah. and dog breath. I can already smell it, even though I got coronavirus, so I actually can't smell anything. But I can imagine what it smells like, which is a combination of pelitosis, B.O., and shit in his butt crack. There's guys, we can tell they don't actually soap their body in the shower because when they get out, they just smell like toilet water. They don't smell clean. They, they just smell like- Toilet water? Like yeah. if someone Ew. put water on sweat, dirt, and grime. It's just disgusting. Yeah. Like a wet dog. Yeah. No, like literally like a toilet bowl. Like it just smells like an unwashed toilet bowl. <laughs> I mean, I can remember my mom growing up. She's like savage. So I didn't believe her at the time, but she always- 20 more likes and I'll give away another channel membership. We don't have that much longer in the She used to say that most people don't wash properly. You know, mom, you're just being harsh, but she's actually correct. Like, I mean, the guys- <laughs> Daddy <laughs> pigs. The guys I know- <laughs> Daddy pigs. But the guys I know, they shower, but they don't use any sponge or they use a flannel. And I'm just like, you're not getting any dirt off your body. I can remember when my mom gave me- Do you know those African, like, it sort of looks like a net, but it's a sponge, right? The first time she gave it to me, right, the water was black. And I just thought, wow. I've not been washing for like properly for like X amount of years. So people who just like go in and don't use a sponge or use a flannel, there's no way their body is clean. Fuck's a flannel? Like flannel? flannel? Absolutely no way. Yeah, why would you use a sponge but with no soap? You don't even need a sponge. Yeah, just use, just the, use soap. the soap. That'll just get everything. Just lather it up in your hands. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's really not <laughs> that hard. Can't believe I'm explaining this on the podcast when I bathe yourself. Yeah. yeah. Explaining bathing. Life gets much more hard woman sli- Woman explaining <laughs> the concept of bathing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're woman-splaining how to shower jeff says danny can we get you to do a shower poll what's the shower poll uh let me know what it is i'll throw it up um okay <laughs> okay so next day he messaged me said he had his covid vaccine by just going to the walk-in center because he still couldn't be bothered to register with a gp and the dentist okay <laughs> imagine putting yeah. this much effort to be that lazy you know i'm actually seething um, he then asked disrespect seething. of having all of this free health care and not utilizing it honestly <laughs> As an American. Okay, to be fair, like, this could be a, a possible mitigating circumstance, but during COVID, GPs and dentists, years. they yeah. weren't actually taking new patients. Oh! So people would either have to just, like, not be registered or they'd have to... Oh, so it looks like it's the old CCP's fault on this Travel one. for miles. But even still, like, COVID has only been for the past two years. That means he's not been the previous eight years. So... Yeah, traveling for miles is the norm in most of the United oh, really? States. Yeah, unless you live like in a city, a highly populated city. So you either live in a city where you have a couple of hospitals and there's a ton of people there or you live in a rural area where the hospital is miles away. So, really? yes. So I legit live a two minute walk from my dentist. There are walk-in clinics and there are like private, I mean, there's always like private practices, I guess, or private dental practices, but it is not unusual by any means for people to have to travel a long time to see even a general practitioner. In fact, there are entire places in the country. I can't remember the exact term, but it's basically like a medical desert mm, where there's yeah. just no general practitioners around. 
All right, polls up. Do you use some kind of soap when showering, uh, courtesy of Jeffo? And especially not special. Guys, this needs to be 100%, unless there's some joking. For women who are pregnant, like you need to see an obstetrician, they have to travel for a very, very long time. And that's why some women don't get prenatal care. Yeah. Because we don't have the staff, they don't have the budget, they don't have the money to build hospitals. And that's been the big story out of the pandemic is just how many people. I mean, in New York City, they're stacking bodies in Central Park. I don't know if it was Central Park, but they're stacking bodies outside of the hospital and like freezers and stuff because they just. Someone says washcloth, but if you put soap on the washcloth, you're using soap. And turning away people that had serious conditions so like listening to this i'm i don't know i'm just upset <laughs> knowing the disaster of the american medical healthcare system this is not an excuse there's no yeah. excuse i'm like when he's like we have to travel for miles i'm like wow really that's it huh yeah this squirrel has got no excuse he's got no excuse <laughs> that's the yeah. only thing preventing you okay no. okay like <laughs> yeah uh, oh i feel sorry for all the poor poor americans out there suffering yeah it's bad here i'm gonna keep harping on it all of our listeners on female political strategy too <laughs> America, best country on earth. Yes, please fucking vote to yeah. get some health care. So, Medicare for all. Yeah. Nationalize health care. Yeah. Yeah. So he I would like that. Then asked if I wanted to meet. I politely declined meeting up again, stating I didn't think we were a good fit. Good. Okay. Good. Good call there. Grace. <laughs> the following day, I received a reply stating the reasons why he felt he would be a good fit. <laughs> no! Oh. Why don't they accept the no for an answer? Why do they argue with you? This is why we're so block and delete. Because they always do this. It's never, hey, yeah. it's not a good fit. Ghost. No, no, no. It has to be like a, a paragraph. They're calling you, trying to explain to you why suddenly you should be interested in them. And like, that's not how this works, bro. No means no. To be honest, I get a weird sort of like low-key sadistic pleasure when I reject a guy and he starts doing that. So I, I just like to feel like a queen in my throne on a mountain looking <sighs> down at this peasant being like, ha you cannot access me. It is an honor to be granted an audience with a queen peasant. <laughs> no, Every time I don't block and delete, I regret it because then it's just like a never-ending stream of texts or voicemails telling me that like, oh, you're being judgmental. and We didn't really get to know each other. I saw enough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is I've seen enough, sir. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will eventually block only after I leave him on yeah. red after leaving all those like desperate messages and stuff just to really drive home the point. If they're nice, because usually it's desperate message followed by abuse. Like, well, I'll say or maybe 50 percent of the time. Sometimes it's just desperate message and then it's desperate message followed by abuse. Like, oh, the clock is ticking, you cat lady and shit. Yeah, and then I screenshot that and send it to my friends and we laugh at them. Anyways. Oh, we but, laugh. Maybe that's just me. But no, I do eventually block them. But yeah, I think this kind of like, yeah, paragraphs, you know, or even just like men being like, oh, why don't you think we're a good fit? Just leave them on red. Just to let them know that they're not that important. Anyways, the following day I received a reply stating the reasons why he felt he was a good fit and that I was wrong and that we should meet again. I explained we weren't going to be a good fit as I couldn't see myself being in a relationship with someone who thinks registering with the GP is too much effort. Good. Yeah, good. I also said I thought his story about using his flatmate's towel was disgusting. He messaged me back saying he could never date someone who takes life as seriously as I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, no, sorry. I read, it, I read that wrong. I could never date someone who takes life too seriously like I do. Oh, my God. Well, registering with a dentist, going to a dentist and a GP every 10 years is too serious. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Literally takes life what? too serious as in like being alive. It's like she's too... <laughs> She cares too much about being alive, and that's a flaw. And just keeping all your teeth in your skull is taking life too seriously. <laughs> yeah. Getting a vaccine. Oh, you're taking life too seriously. You care too much about being alive. <laughs> British men. I honestly don't get why Americans, they fawn over British men. They are, you know, like the scum you get at the bottom of the bin. Like, after you take the bin line around, <laughs> oh, and you get like, that shitty liquid at the bottom. That... What about British women? That is what British men are like. Honestly, what about God, British women? It's just the accent. Literal. The accent covers a lot of sins. All my friends I know, um, all my friends I know that they're divesting to continental Europe. Yeah. And I'm doing the same. Everybody's <laughs> divesting. 
somewhere else. Which is, I'm divesting from white men and white Canadian guys. Honestly. I'm... Whoa, that's a shot at these white Canadian men. I'm divested from black men, from British men, everyone who's similar to me. Like continental Europe. <laughs> continental... Like circular divestment. Okay. <laughs> so the last line of the story is, I replied asking if only more than one towel in my 30s is really taking life too seriously. Yeah, good point. I have three towels just for me. And do I need three towels? No, but when one is in the wash, I like to have a backup or two. Yeah, that's very odd. You would think someone would accumulate like towels. Yeah. I mean, you could just, yeah. towels just kind of happen. I don't know where I get all my towels like from. Like a billion face cloths. Yeah. I bought <laughs> like... one package of face cloths 10 years ago off Amazon. It's like a three pack where it's three different colors. I've only used one color in 10 years. Wow. There's 10 towels per color. So I've had the same Good 10 face you. towels and I've just recycled them. Oh. I use like, maybe I'd like worn one out like every couple of years, but otherwise you just wash them. They're fine. So you should just have them accumulating. Yeah. Face towels to me are like single use. Maybe that's a little too bougie of me, but I'll just be like, what if I'm taking off my makeup, use it once, put it in the bin. That's why I have like a billion of them or not literal billion, but a lot of them. No, no, I'm saying I don't use them more than once. I only use them once as well. I'm just saying I've had like, I've been rotating the same 10 towels. Exactly. So, like, yeah. I use uh, one towel. Some, I put it in the solid towel talk to wrap up this episode. Laundry basket everybody. after I shower one face towel and then by the way the poll right now 81 votes do you use some kind of soap when showering nine percent says no nine percent of you i imagine some of those are joke votes but you know at some, the end of the week i wash my laundry and then one of those must be a real vote I've yeah only that's had, what normal people do but not this fucking guy i'm only getting through like seven towels in a week and i've been using those same 10 to 10 ish towels plus a couple other ones i had from before that somehow appeared in my house and I've been you using those them. same ones now for a decade so i don't know what their deal yeah. is how do you not have towels i can't imagine only having one towel and not having any face towels having to use your roommate's face towel like that's weird as fuck i can't imagine that. although to be fair like towels are expensive but what i would do is when i go to a hotel I just take the towels when my sister got married. You don't take them. You don't. T- you're not taking. Because you had like five suites in the hotel, so I just took two towels from each of them, and I've not had to. If you want a really good hack, Savannah, is you wait until they're making up the rooms the next morning, and then they have those carts with all the towels in them, and then they go to clean the room and they leave the car in the hallway and you can just walk up and take whatever you want you can steal 50 towels if you want to buy towels since because i like hotel standard and i got 15 towels for free so you didn't get 15 towels for free you stole 15 towels from a hotel that's a life pro tip if you're ever in a hotel just life tip everybody this is jj lieberman's life tip steal nick the towels just still just, just steal like... the towels and the face towels as well that way you don't have to pay for them oh my gosh experts say we're supposed to be replacing our towels every three years like i don't do that but Really? Uh, towel experts? Show me a fucking towel expert. Yeah, I don't I know. mean, I just watch them on high heat. Like that's probably propaganda from the towel industry. Yeah. <laughs> Someone says, from experience, Danny? No, not from experience, but I do uh, a lot of hotels where they have coffees and stuff. I will order, like, waters. I will help myself as I'm just walking through. <laughs> it's just a big towel trying to make not you buy more guy. stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not cheap, especially the good quality ones. They're not cheap. No, towels. they're not. I'm like, I feel like every five to ten years is probably fine as long as they're not ratty. Yeah, no, right? like, like yellow if they're meant to be white. <laughs> no, but that's the point yeah. of having multiple towels is you rotate between them and then they don't get worn out as fast. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. So. Yeah, but also a worn out towel absorbs better. I don't know if you saw that curve. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Thanks so much, Grace, for submitting your roses scrub. This gave me a lot of laughs. I enjoyed that. And that guy is a pig. You dodged yeah. a pig eye or bullet. So yeah. <laughs> He dodged a cannonball, not just a bullet. <laughs> a very, very dirty cannonball. <laughs> from the dirty. Of it, with no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> a toothless cannonball. You dodged a guy who was going to use you as a nurse, basically, yeah. in perpetuity, because this guy wasn't going to make it till 65, right? 
You dodged a guy who would have given you coronavirus. By the way, I'm vaccinated, okay? So this is fucking bullshit. But yeah, this guy, that's the kind of guy who- Oh, this is uh, about a year, nine months old. So uh, I guess she doesn't know yet. Who would have given you coronavirus? So fuck that. This shit sucks, man. Anyways. Okay. Are we good? Thanks for listening, Queens. Check out our website, www.thefemaledatingstrategy.com. And our- Shout out to the Queens. That's this week's installment of the Female Dating Strategy podcast as streamed by myself. The poll, I'm going to end this bad boy right now. 91% of you use some kind of soap when showering. 9% of you don't. Some of those must be joke answers, but one of them one of them must be real. How do you not use soap? Don't you stink? So nice to use soap. Soap so nice. Uh, we got it down to 88% actually. There you go. The last, last ditch polls ending this bad boy. That's like eight of you don't said you don't use soap. Um, all right. That's been the episode for this week. We'll be back next Sunday with more female dating strategy podcast. We're 56 episodes through this fucking nonsense tomorrow night. We're back with an all new episode of low value mail at 9 PM Wednesday night, new episode of the bathhouse at 10 PM. Hopefully my hamstring will be all fixed up by then. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining me today. If you want to support the show, get early access to the audio of this, the bathhouse, patreon.com slash low value mail or locals, low value mail.locals.com. I will see some of you uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. Uh, you also uh, also get access to the after show for low value. mail. You get so much shit. It's five bucks a month. Be a scrot. I'll see you all soon. Thanks for joining. Uh, and shout out to, of course, our queens at the Female Dating Strategy Podcast. Without you, there could be no us. Good night, everybody.